Hey, and we're hey. live. We are live again. Right fans. there on Facebook and YouTube worlds for yes. everybody to see. Yes, if you weren't aware, we are live on on YouTube as well as Facebook. So if you like YouTube better, go over there. Watch it on there if you want. And not wearing pants. And you can't see. Yeah, you can't tell. <laughs> I don't have any pants on. I never wear pants when we record. It's like a ritual. Yeah, it's kind of spooky. <laughs> <laughs> and as you can hear, we have another special guest this week, just like we did last, but a different guy. He's kind of a stranger. He is a stranger. He hasn't been uh, with us for like a half a year. Uh, I don't even know. Uh, maybe. Well, it, that's because you guys don't wear pants. <laughs> I mean, it I, feels sp- like a year. Spookily, I came back, you know, for the no pants dance. You know, <laughs> Good. I'm glad you came back. So the dude, the dude's here for episode 113. Welcome oh, back. Wow, it's 113? 113, yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. When was the last time you were here? What were we Well, on? you were on the cuspus of 100. We were? Yeah. Oh. So that's 14, 15 weeks ago at least? Yeah. That's crazy. Um, no, I wanted to start out with a little bit of... Uh, oops, oh, hold on. Goodness I, I gracious. Yeah. Technical errors... All right, I wanted to start out with some housekeeping, if that's all right with you, Jerry. I love housekeeping. I have some announcements. Chris has been a little bit of a busy beaver. uh, Also, some pleas. (laughs) Okay. A plea for help? Yeah, a plea. (laughs) Well, if you need an intervention, we're here for that. No, no, I don't need an intervention. But I should start off with a little bit of an apology for last week's episode. (laughs) Why? Because it kind of devolved at the end. That's Uh, all right. Although it was solid all the way through, I just listened to it back. Yeah, um, but very good episode. Hilarious. I, I listened to it today. Very funny. Yeah, but I was getting a little soused at the end of it. So was Soused. there whiskey involved? No, Bud no. Light Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> all the Bud Light Seltzers. All of them you can drink. All of them. All of them it's, that were here. It's, it's a headache in a can. Never, never yeah, again. Oh, ever. That hurt you so Snarf bad. does not recommend. No. Next time I'll try Corona Seltzers. I think anything that says seltzer in it is going to give you problems the next day, regardless of how many you drink. I mean, obviously, if you overindulge, yes, you are going to have a problem. But I honestly believe even if you drink two or three, you're going to have a headache the next day. Like it does something to your body. Garbage in, garbage out. Changes your chemistry. Well, it just poisons you, I think. (laughs) I think it's just straight poison. Um, No, I want to start out by saying... uh, I've been doing a little work on our website. I'll talk about that in a second. But I've noticed not only our listeners, uh, our downloads from the podcast have been doing very well lately, yeah. but also our views on both YouTube, but mostly on Facebook and YouTube have been phenomenal. And the traffic to our blog posts for the episodes have been very good. Yeah. Um, so thank you to we everybody. We very much appreciate that. I feel like it's really... Getting some steam, but there's a couple things that we need. Yeah, from you, all our listeners, every one of you. Um, however, you digest this content. If mm-hmm. you're on Facebook, like and share the video. And I'm always going to pin to the top of our page the most recent episode. But as you're watching it, just hit like and share. Share yeah. it to your page. When you share it to your page, holy smokes, does that our change listens it. blow up? And then it also helps us reach other outside people outside of our circle, mm-hmm. um, our little minuscule Grundy County yes. circle. And that's what we're going for. And that's how we're going to grow it. If you're listening on uh, Apple or Google, um, just comment and leave a review. That would be could. extremely yes. helpful. 
And check out our website, um, which currently is snarfcomics.com. That's going to be changing to snarftalk.com. Um, because guess what? That's the name of our stuff, yeah. Snarf Talk. Yeah, we're kind of rebranding a little bit, um, abandoning our comic roots to a certain degree. To a certain degree. Now, <laughs> let's not get ahead of ourselves here, just by title yeah. alone. But we are, as most of our listeners know, more of a pop culture uh, and TV and movie yep. uh, and news podcast at this point. I believe that's the talk portion of the Snarf. Yeah. So we're going to rebrand as that, and then... Going with that, we're launching a whole new brand brand new website. It should be up um, by the end of February, probably sooner, um, maybe even tomorrow. We'll see. Yeah, co- a couple weeks. I'm maybe going tomorrow. I've basically been blowing off my entire life's work to <laughs> you've been doing build a, this site a lot of and migrate all of our existing blog posts, which are hundreds. We have a lot of blog posts, so if you guys are <laughs> most of like, them are show notes. But that's fine. They are. But within the show notes, there's the video to the episode. There's the audio to the episode. Everything is encompassed in one blog. So if you go to the website, you can get everything for every episode right there. It's very easy. The other thing we're going to have on our new uh, website is we're going to be able to sell merchandise direct. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to have a store. Which will be much more efficient than the way we have sold in the past. So yeah. so you'll with, be able to order and pay with a credit card right on our website. Order shirts, uh, T-shirts, stickers, mugs, bags, anything. Anything, tat- anything we can stick our... Tattoos. Slobber our name all over. <laughs> yeah. We'll put our name on and we'll sell it to you. Like a physical tattoo. An actual tattoo artist will come to your house or any meeting place that you set up with them. Uh, and physically tattoo a Snarf Talk logo on you. Yeah. It's a great deal. You two should get matching tattoos. I'm all for it. You know I what? love tattoos. We should. I have no tattoos. I've always wanted one. We so should just I, put a big goat on your back, like I've, across I've, your like, shoulders. That would be awesome. I've always thought, yeah. like, I've always wanted one, but I've never found anything that I could commit to. Yeah. And I feel like at 150 do you, episodes, do you think I can you're fully committed? commit to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm totally in for a tattoo. How about we do that for our, like, a special event? Yeah. Live. And it'd have to be filmed. Yeah. That'd be a long episode, man. Oh, I mean, we'll have to dissect well, it. So It'll be edited. Just, what would you get? The, the little black goat? Or would you get that goat over there? You know what? I yeah. don't know. It's on the coasters. Oh. This one, this is yeah. this is actually drawn by a tattoo artist. So I was talking about <laughs> this one. Oh, yeah. yeah. The little black. These coasters that. will be for sale, too, on our website. We'll also be able to take donations directly through our website, um, which gets me to my next thing. Patreon.com slash Narf Comics. Uh, this is the push we need, guys. We need people to sign up even for a buck or five bucks a month, yep. whatever, uh, because we have big plans coming up in the future with this new website. We are actually um, working and in the process of hiring uh, blog bloggers mm-hmm. to be regulars uh, producing content under our brand. And we're also going to start, hopefully, me and Jerry are going to outline story ideas for comic books and hire out the production and become Writers. a production company. Yeah. Um, that's our plan, but we need funding to do that. Right. It's, you and, know, and you get something for it, especially with Patreon. You get something out of it. You get tons absolutely. of added bonuses at all of our tier levels. And at some of those tier levels, you get either a character in a comic book, your name in a comic book, like credited in a comic book, one of those three things, or all of those three things. 
Um, so you could be a character in the comic book, like physically drawn. It may not be your name, but you, your picture, you are going to be physically drawn in a comic book. So, yeah. Um, and we're also going to start um, some mildly start slow, but we're going to start pushing out um, some advertising once we get the blog. Once we get generating regular content, we're going to be doing some advertising on Google and Facebook to get this a little bit more out there and um, and the, get the brand a little more aware in right. the big scheme of things. We're blowing up in 2021. This so, is what we're going to do. Yeah, there's a lot going on, and we need your help to do it, and we won't forget the original people Absolutely. when we're gigantic celebrities. <laughs> yes, huge, <laughs> huge influencers in the United States. Huge. Oh, yeah. You're so, big in Texas. Well, and we, Russia. We are big actually. in Texas and Maryland for some reason. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Maryland and Texas are huge, but we Canada, we've we're starting to get downloads in Canada. Russia's a constant. It's only like two people, but they're probably my website developers. <laughs> Cuz I have uh, that's where my web development team is based out of. Actually, um, they're based out of the Ukraine, so maybe that wouldn't be the same. Oh, really? So well, jokes. if you are listening in Russia, thank you so much for the download. Um, yes. It surprises Kiev. me every time. Kiev. <laughs> Kiev. Mazatov. Is that a, Jewish. That's a Jewish thing. Oh, okay. It sounded Russian. Well, I mean, suppose, uh, I guess you could be <laughs> yeah, there's lots Russian, of Russian and Jewish. There's lots of Russian. There's Jews. Yeah. There are? Yeah. I thought they were all like... Haven't you ever seen Fiddler on the Roof? No. No, I haven't. Dr. Chicago? Maybe. Is Fiddler on the Roof set in Russia? Yeah. I thought it was set in Hungary or something. Well, it was probably I've the been USSR. To, I've been to Hungary. I'm pretty sure it's the USSR. That's the only... Maybe. I've been to Hungary, but not... Um, I've been hungry. Not, not Russia. Well, of course you've been hungry, Chris. <laughs> so that's really? all of my updates. Um, a lot of promo stuff, a lot of help needed. And uh, yeah, so check out patreon.com slash snarf or slash snarf comics. Soon to be patreon.com slash snarf talk. Mm-hmm. Once we complete the rebranding. The rebranding <laughs> of 2021. So I got a question. Yes. Are you guys going to sue for the rights to Jetpack Samurai? Are we going to sue John Favreau? Yes. We Why? We have the rights. Well, yeah, we yeah, but they ripped us off. Totally, well, they did. Totally stole it, Mandalorian <laughs> from you guys. I would be insanely pissed. Somewhat. I mean, the idea we've had, but it wasn't necessarily the Mandalorian. It was just of a. I mean, it's samurai it's that had really a jetpack. Close. It's <laughs> like he's in a different area every week, every comic, and he yeah. has a jetpack and flies around, and he has a sword. In a Western setting. Yeah. Wow. That sounds... And we were going to basically rip off... I mean, it's all a rip off of Kurosawa and um, Japanese samurai films and Westerns. And the spaghetti Westerns. And that's what we said when we set this out. We're like, we want want to rip those things off. Somebody just beat us to it. Well, I think there's actually a a podcast like way back in the year where we talked about this. I mean... Oh, it's all documented. If we needed to, we could go back and find it. But... um, yeah, they just beat us to it because of funding. There's some. There's a word for that. <laughs> and that's what their jobs are. Yeah. Like that was their specific job is to do that kind of thing. You know, like they didn't have to do anything else with their life but that. Yeah. And they've had years in advance to do it. Yeah. So maybe yeah. they did come. We up have with also it. had years. <laughs> that's what I was going to say next. We Wait have a here. We have, but I mean. We haven't had years in advance of nothing else to do but that. Uh, Danny said, yes, Stitch the Goat, best part of Snarf Talk. Yeah. Is that the name of our goat? Stitch? Yeah. I think he meant like tattoo, Stitch. Oh, yeah. I don't know the lingo. I, I'm not a tattoo guy. 
I that's I don't think that's the lingo. Dan, if that's the lingo, let me know. You need but to let us know. I'm, I I think he just meant like stitch the goat on things. Oh yeah, more. Well, oh. we're gonna stitch the goat on everything, anything you can think of. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have the most innocuous little trinkets on the website we're using, right. and we're gonna put our logo on it. So yeah, if you are. need like a luggage uh, tags, yeah, or like uh, pot, pot holders <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or heelys, <laughs> we may have a set of heelys that you could wear. It's my with, goal. What are heelys? Oh, they're little shoes with a roller in the heel. That those you are wheelies. No, no, they're heelys. They're called heelys. He's right. Yeah, Healy is the brand. You literally lean back on your heels and ride around. All right, this is an argument I don't want to have because you'll lose. <laughs> Look it up. I, I think that <laughs> I will. Healy's is a brand, but they're called yeah. wheelies. Okay. Well, speaking of uh, nothing to do with that, I noticed your shirt, dude. Mm-hmm. Um, I have been on the biggest sriracha kick of my lifetime right now. I've been eating it with every meal. It's awesome. And I've always loved it. But the other day I found out some... In- I was looking it up. I'm like, I wonder what kind... Because it's Korean, right? I believe so. Mm, in- yes. Asian. It's a- it's Korean. Well, okay. Sriracha, I'm not sure. I think that's Japanese. Or not Chinese, I mean, but... but I don't wh- know. Wh- whatever. The first time I had it... I feel uh, bad because you know this. Way before... Uh, because I'm way ahead of the curve, right? Way before you could, they had it in the United States, I went to Korea. My sister lived mm-hmm. there. And on the airplane over to Korea, on Korean Air, they the meal was mm-hmm. bibimbap, which is rice. It's usually rice. Uh, they Hot rice and vegetables and stuff in a mm-hmm. bowl, usually a hot stone bowl. And they crack an egg into it, and the egg Ooh. cokes inside of it. And it got served with little mini bottles of sriracha. First time I ever heard of it. Yeah. Sriracha's from Thailand. Okay. Probably. Okay. Either way. But, uh, and then all of a sudden it takes off in the US. Anyway, so I was interested in learning more about it because I want to know what kind of peppers it was made from. It's made from fucking jalapenos. What? It is. Red jalapenos. Are you serious? I was just looking it up too now. Because it's made in California now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Anyway, they had a big. It's amazing. There was a big, a couple years ago, he got the guy who owned the company had to leave California, if I remember right, because. A, A hybrid. Uh, jalapeno hybrid chili pepper. Sweet. Yeah. I mean, that's why it's so good. So it's Asian hot sauce made from Mexican peppers. Or they're just jalapenos all over the globe. It's probably all over the globe, the red chili pepper. But jalapeno is decidedly a Mexican name, a Spanish. You're right. It Hispanic is. Word. But it's considered or a hybrid, Italian? so I don't know. Jalapeno. Jalapeno. <laughs> Give me a jalapeno. I don't think it's Italian. Uh, it's got a little thing over the end. Yeah, an enye. And yeah, an Enya. Wow. That's what it is, an Enya. It's the, not an N. The letter is an Enya, but that thing has a name too. Tilde. Wow. Man. I don't you're, think, wel- you're welcome. Is, is, what's the little <laughs> accent thing? That's the tilde. Is a tilde just an accent? Yeah, it's a little. But I thought an N, and then that's just an Enya is the one with the. Because there's an N, but then there's an Enya. Yeah, you're right. Which and that's female? what has the squiggle over it. No, Enya is just a letter. Oh, I. Not very yeah. fluent in. Neither am I. Espanol. I can't speak any yeah. of it. I just re- have retained <laughs> that information for some reason. Mr. Torbeck. All right. So know. that's all I got for that. Do we want to get into some news? Yeah, or I got a bunch of news. You got, you got anything out of the gate you've been dying to no. talk about? Okay. Not really. Nothing? Jerry's got a whole boatload of news. You? Also, guys, we're going to talk a little Doctor Who in the second half. And me and Jerry are going to talk uh, our top five favorite doctors. In the new generation. In the new generation yeah. of Doctor Who. So, so that's coming up. As of 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. From 2005 on. So that, I mean, 
new generation, but that's still like 18 years. Yeah. Uh, 17 years. No. Wow. 16 years. 16 <laughs> okay. years. Got we got the math down. I'm so The old. age at which you quit taking math class. Right. Apparently. <laughs> Basically, 16 years. That's not far off. Um, yeah. So we are going to talk Doctor Who. There's five of them that I'm going to rank. You're going to rank. And I thought it was relatively easy in my mind. Um, yeah. I mean, it wasn't difficult, but there was a, the end grouping because mm-hmm. eh, it just kind of went anyway. We'll talk about it. Kind of. Yeah. I, I tell you what, real quick off the bat though, Star Wars may be something that has like solidified itself in my whole life as what brought me into like nerd culture and then mm-hmm. getting into comic books and whatnot. But Doctor Who has sustained it for the long haul. I mean, that has brought back to life a part of me I didn't even know needed to be awakened. When you introduced Doctor Who to me, I was like, I did not know I needed this, but now I have it, and it's changed everything for the better. (laughs) I mean, it is a show that everybody should watch, and we're going to talk about like the main characters that have changed over time, Mm -hmm. and that shows you the power of a show like this, is that you can take the main character and give it a completely different person, a completely different actor. Mm -hmm. It's still the same character, but a completely different actor can take over that role and it still continues through like time. And I think that's amazing because the, the writing and the character itself is just so good. I used to watch it back when they, the, you call it the new generation first came out and mm-hmm. that was a, it'd be the second doctor, of the new generation, which I'll let you guys talk about that. And yeah, he was my favorite. Okay. We'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. we will. <laughs> uh, yes, but I do have some news. So have you heard about a, of a like a little comic book thing called Justice League Dark? Uh, yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's great. I've never, yeah. never actually read a Justice League Dark comic, but I love the animated DC animated movie. Yes, and I've watched it. It's very good. There's one by themselves, isn't it? And then there's the last... Justice League animated movie before they rebooted it. Yeah, you're right. There was two. Two, correct. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So um we we've talked about it before, but they had talked about doing a TV show, a Justice League Dark TV show. Um, and now they finally confirmed that JJ Abrams is going to helm a Justice League Dark show for sure on HBO Max. There's no set timeline yet. But it's been everything's been approved. It's going to be produced. He's helming it and writing part of it. And Justice League Dark is going to happen by J.J. Abrams on HBO Max. So J.J. Abrams is kind of on my shit list. Right Thank now. you. Oh, I know. I know. That's why I wanted to bring it up. Um, but you know, I'm definitely. I mean, is Swamp Thing going to be in it? They they haven't or said. Just Constantine. They or? know. Uh, um, Shoot, there's two people that are have been confirmed, and I didn't write it down. Katana or uh, Katana? How do you say her name? Katana. 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 Her. They're gonna Zantana. That's it. That's Zantana. Zantana is that female like sorceress? Yes, she's great. She's gonna be in it, and then there was one other that was confirmed, and I don't remember who. It's gotta be Constantine. Has to be. He's probably. He's the one that. Melds it all together. Yeah, it would probably be that. But I remember the Zatanna part of it. But uh, they haven't talked about any other characters yet. They All they put out, HBO Max put out a release that said, absolutely, J.J. Abrams is going to do a Justice League Dark show. 
Sweet. Well, I mean, I'm always in. I don't know that. I don't think they'll do Swamp Thing. He's not. He doesn't necessarily need to be in it to make a Justice League. He dark needs show. to be in it, Chris. It would be amazing, and maybe they will bring him in. But I doubt he's part of the original core. He probably won't be, but he'll probably be a reoccurring character. I bet you um, that pops up throughout the show. By the way, Nolan said, um, I thought it was interesting. Sriracha, made by a woman named Thanum Chekapak. Chekapak. In the Thai town of Sri Racha. <laughs> that was the most racist way to say that. Sri <laughs> Racha. Um, let me look up. I the think that's the right way to pronounce it, though. Full Justice League team. I How mean, would you say it? S R I space R A C H A. Well, it's Sri Lanka, so it's probably Sri Racha. Right here. It's probably Sri Racha. Or just call it cack sauce. A lot of people do say that. I've called that's it what, well, multiple times. That's all. Krista is the first one that she brought it when she first moved into the house. And, and you're oh, like, what's that rooster? What's, what's that? And she's like, it's cock sauce. Like, <laughs> awesome. All right. Volume one of the comic Justice League Dark featured uh, Madame Xanadu, John Constantine, Zatanna, Dead Man. I forgot about it. Oh, Dead yeah. Man. He's a good character. Oh, yeah. Dead um, Man is really good. Shade, the Changing Man. Not that familiar. I mean, no. I've heard of it, but. Andrew Bennett, which was that vampire, uh, Black Orchid, Dr. Yeah. Mist, Frankenstein, Princess Amaya of House Amethyst. Wow, that's a mouthful. Um, Timothy Hunter and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Swamp Thing, The Phantom Stranger. I like The Phantom Stranger. Yeah. Uh, Pandora, Zeriel. Oh, Etrigal, the demon. Etrigan. Yeah. Etrigan. Etrigan, yes. Doctor 13, Mento and Raven, and Tomb. And Tomb. And Tomb. Hey, I'm Tomb. <laughs> uh, What's your last and name? Then Hunter. Eventually in volume two, uh, Wonder Woman joined up with them. And, an, so, and Animal Man, who's at, one of my favorite characters. At may, the end of the day. So I may have to go read some comics. That kind of interest. Those are a lot of good characters. At the end of the day, the, the one character that brings them all together is Swamp Thing. Constantine. much. Well, I'm all in for. I'm all in for it. JJ, just don't fuck it up, JJ. I know. It's it's do, it's Warner Brothers. They're gonna fuck it up. They really are. Have any? Have you? Well, it's you bad. Guys robot. Saw Wonder Woman. It's bad robot yeah. though. The bad bad robot production company is the one that will be doing. Maybe they'll get David Lindelof in. Maybe he's good. Yeah, they're gonna fuck. Erica it up. says hi, dude. Hi, Han. <laughs> oh, thanks hello. for the beer. Yeah, we're oh, drinking yeah, your beer right now. And hey. We never officially said thank you for the beer. I did. I did. I did. I was with her when she Bye. dropped it off. Such an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Here. That was amazing. Speaking of beer, Jerry. Absolutely. Yeah. No, Chris, I'm, would, I'm good. Chris, would you like a tasty beverage? We don't have any cold ones. They're all in the fridge. All, it's, all it's, right, fine. Um, all right. Next little bit of news I have is kind of similar on the Dusty, Justice League Dark front in tone, um, and it's a comic book called Sandman. Oh yeah. Neil that, Gaiman. That comic book and Neil Gaiman. My favorite, one of my favorite writers of all time. Yeah. Love that dude. I know. So they're also making a TV show of that, of right? Of course, yes. Um, That's on Netflix. Netflix. Or Amazon. One of those two. I, I it's believe Netflix it's Netflix or Amazon. I didn't look at that. I wasn't paying attention um, because I was just looking at the castings. They've released some of the castings that are happening for Sandman. Oh, really? And... Uh, Tom Sturridge. Tom Arnold? 
Tom Arnold, <laughs> yes, and Roseanne will be starring in. No, Tom Sturridge. Uh, he doesn't really have much notable to his like what he's been doing except for Pirate Radio, the movie that came oh, out in yeah. two thousand nine. I watched that. So we he, talked about that on the podcast once. We did because yes. I was confused between that and Bohemian. Something Bohemian. I don't remember. I remember talking about Pirate Radio, but I don't remember why we were confused about it. But uh, isn't that one that one guy's in it that's a very good actor who died overdosed? Um, got narrowed down hair. there, Jerry. Huh? Yeah, you got narrowed down. The, yeah. the good actor <laughs> died of an overdose. You, uh, I can't. I can't remember. He was in uh, Capote, the main character oh, in Capote. Uh, anyway, it, it doesn't matter. Tom Sturridge was in that movie. He is playing the role of Sandman of Morpheus. Uh, He's going to play that role, which if you look at a picture of him, I think oh, he will. Oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Philip That's Seymour it. Hoffman. That's the guy. Um, I think this gentleman will be very good in that role. He's very like will sleek. Will he is be, as, be as good as Alan Rickman would have been in that role? Probably not. Uh, he's skinnier and I think would will look like the character better than what Alan Rickman would, but he's not going to act or sound any better. I can guarantee you that. But what what I thought was interesting that they cast as Lucifer. Lucifer, as you know, like there's a TV show, Lucifer, um, but in the comic book, Lucifer, they do kind of gender him as a male. Mm -hmm. They don't, even though it's like an angelic being, right, it could technically look or be whatever it wants to be, but they do classify it as a male in the comic books, but they have cast a female. Can you take any wild guess? I mean, I know it's a hard pick, but any wild guess on who it would be? Kristen Ritter. No, no, but that would be a good pull, I think. <laughs> Selena Gomez. Oh, no, not anywhere <laughs> close. It's a crazy pick, I think, but Gwendolyn Christie. She was in uh, Game of Thrones, like the really big chick in Game of Thrones, the knight. Oh, yeah. Oh, blonde hair. Captain Phasma. Faz- yes, Captain Phasma as well. Okay. Nice. She's like 6'6". She's great. Just I a like very she, giant. That's, that's a good pick for an angel. I was very surprised that they picked her, um, but she's going to be playing uh, Lucifer. There is also claims that Taron Edgerton has, it has been cast in a role, but they didn't release anything about him and who he's playing. They released basically the whole cast. Everybody else in the show, nobody would know. So Losers. I didn't really want to... Like, I could say their names, and everybody would be like, okay, well, I don't know who that is. Um, I thought I'd tell you who Sandman was, even though we don't know who he is, because that's the main character. And then Gwendolyn Christie is the biggest mm-hmm. other name that I've heard. But they did say Taron Edgerton was cast as someone. It wasn't released with the big press release of everyone else, though. So I'm wondering who he could be playing. Cool. I'm definitely down for that. Yes, as am I. And that's Can't coming. Wait. I mean, now that they have the cast, I'm sure production will start within... A year, yeah. probably. Whenever they start production on anything again. <laughs> Batman's aggravating. Batman's going. Batman's been producing. Yeah. Mandalorian season three starts here pretty quick. They just announced today. Oh, They're really? Start filming season three. I thought they already had. No. Or had started. They, they, they were just, usually pretty quick with that. It just came out because I, I was reading up on HBO. See, see how we're talking about Warner Brothers and HBO. Yeah. Did you guys see they announced it, was it yesterday? Maybe the day before, how every new movie coming out on Warner Brothers? Oh, yeah, they released that a yeah. while ago. But like Dune, 
Uh, well, that's they, not 100% They haven't yet. said Dune officially because well, it was, it was that's flash, co-owned it was, by Legendary Pictures. It was flash last night that it was, it was one of the movies, the, the, the ad that I saw. Well, it's in, law, it's in a lawsuit. Oh, it okay. is, because Denny Villeneuve is... Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Yes. Denny Villeneuve is real pissed about this. Like... He and claimed that it was his, it's his best movie to date, and he doesn't think it's giving him like a fair shake just throwing it out on streaming right off the and bat. And Legendary Pictures is the producer, one of the producers of that. And Isn't that Mel Gibson's company? No, no, it's not. Does no. he have a company? He does, oh, but it's know. not that. No. Oh. Um, but anyway, they're one of the producers, and they're suing Warner Brothers right now Yep, about it. So They've, the reason... The way that this all caught my eye is Bryce and Grady must have had a scheme going to go see Godzilla versus Kong. Yes, I'm going to bring that up, okay. actually, because Grady's been asking me every day about this movie, and I finally showed him when it was being released. Well, I might as well just talk about it tonight, or right now, is that I was going to say the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer came out, and I love monster movies. Yeah, me too. And that freaking trailer makes it look awesome. Have yeah. you seen it? I yeah. haven't seen it's, it. It's no. awesome. It is awesome looking and there are so obviously they're going to be fa- by, battling each other and the talk is that there has been a centuries year long war between these two um what do they call them megafauna like monsters no it's not me- <laughs> it would like in science yes it would be called that <laughs> um but between kongs and Godzilla, they've been fighting for centuries. And these are the last two left. So when they found each other, they had Kong on a boat, and then Godzilla ends up finding him and coming out of the water. And then in one part, like Kong breaks free of the chains on this boat, and he stands up looking in the water, and he starts screaming at the water. And then Godzilla comes up out of it, and he just punches the crap right out of his face. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome. It's, it's great. So they, you know, obviously they're going to fight, but apparently there's a bigger foe that... They of say they should team is. up yeah. and fight that thing. But either way, I'm in. Take my money. I want to watch It'll this be so Mothra. bad. What I am so excited about, though, is that Grady's just ex- just as excited about yeah. this because he saw a trailer for mm-hmm. it just randomly. Um, and he keeps coming to me and he says, Dad, do you know about Godzilla and Kong? And I said, yeah, I, I know about it. He said, but it's a brand new movie. How do you already know? And I said, well, it's not new. I mean, these have been around for a long time. He's like, are you serious? They have? I said, yeah, they're not new characters. He's like, oh. He's like, well, I want to go see it. He's like, isn't it coming out like tomorrow or something? <laughs> and I said, no, it's not tomorrow. He said, I'm pretty sure it said tomorrow. I had a very similar conversation with Bryce. And he's, and he's like, I think movies come out on Saturdays. And I said, well, tomorrow's not Saturday, but it doesn't come out this Saturday. I said, I'll look up when it's coming out. I said, I think it's the end of March. I looked it up. It's May 21st. So it's a ways away. And then I told him, I was like, look. And I counted it out. I was like, it's four months away. He's like, like, is that because it's like a five-hour movie or something? It takes that long to put together. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, no, grade. Like, it's, it's probably kids. not. Well, <laughs> I know. They're, welcome to becoming an adult. So. His, his mindset on how movies are uh, is just baffling to me. But he also believed that these characters were brand new because they are to him, obviously. Um, and he's like, man, it's a brand new movie. Have you, have you ever heard of King Kong? You know, it's great. And that makes me think of all of the people, like us sometimes even, mm-hmm. even though we're fairly positive about things. Mm-hmm who shit on remakes and, and 
new takes on old characters. Right. And, you know, for somebody, that's their first time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's Every- not acceptable necessarily to be like, you don't have to make it again. Just make your kid watch the 80s version. Well, I'm sorry. It doesn't work like that. No. A lot of times they won't want to watch it. So to if you ever want to bring them into a certain media or a character or whatever, you may need a newer version to do that. If you try to force an older show on them mm-hmm. that they do not want to watch or have yeah. no interest in, it will ruin it for the rest of their lives. Yeah. So I, I tried getting Grace to get into Marvel for a long time. And all of a sudden, about three weeks ago, Grace decided she wanted to watch the second Avengers movie. All right. So that's cool. We start watching, and she has all these questions. I'm like, "All right, time out. We got to go back." You drop you dropped Bryce off that night to mm-hmm. my house, yeah. and then you're like, "I got to go home and watch Avengers with with Grace because she really wanted to it. start with the second one." Well, she'd already seen the first one, oh, she goes, okay. so she just thought we'd, we'd go to Avengers two. When we start watching that, she has all these questions. I'm like, "All right, we got to go back." So we started back with it. I go, "Have you ever seen the original Captain America?" She goes, "No." I said, "All right." So that's when we started watching the original Captain America. Well, then she watched the second Captain America without me. And then she used to watch Civil War without me. And then she realized, hey, there's a bunch of movies I got to watch. I'm like, <laughs> there's 21. Well, it's better than YouTube. Yeah. So yeah. she went back and she's been watching them every night after school, all, all the Marvel movies. That's great. And she's like, oh, I love every second of it. I, I wish I could get uh, my kids interested in any of that. Yeah. It, it, it just, it hits. I, I, I mean, wonder, Cash has watched all the Marvel movies for the most part, mm-hmm. and he likes them. Um, oh, Grady hasn't. Grady, has, but they're they, see him and Bryce and Cash. I think are too young. Where she understands they're a little too young. Yeah. She understands how that some of the jokes that go behind it, like Captain America in uh, Avengers Two: Age of Ultron, where he says language. You know, because they're they're fighting. You know, an army, and he says language. She gets the joke, and she understands a little bit more of an adult stuff. Yeah, so she, it, but, it is amazing to see every single year mm-hmm. as the kids get older what they can and can't recognize. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, and I can really see it between Grady and Grant, you know, because Grant is still a little bit, obviously, more childish, mm-hmm. being only six, and then Grady's getting a little more serious. And what they ingest from a show is completely different from each other. I mean, Grady will ask me questions that are a little bit more um, mature, you know. Yeah. Even it's it's yeah. not mature, right? But it's more mature than what... Grant's talking about. Grant's talking about the silly things that mm-hmm. made him laugh. Grady's asking, why did he say this? Or right. why did he do this? Yeah. And it is, it's really fun to see. Did she point out the fact that Avengers 2 is a dog shit movie? Hot garbage? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, she didn't. Age of Ultron, that's a... Got vision from it. That's true. And, and, and another Wanda. thing, you know, I was thinking about how you just said how we, we, we shit on remakes and stuff like that. How many times has Batman been remade just in our lifetimes? Right, and that's one thing that it just nobody seems to care when it's Batman. Yeah, that is true. Um, I so, don't shit on remakes. I so, like remakes. So you I got mean, personally, you, but well, I used to, but I used to shit on it because I was like, "This is so dumb. Why we get, have to remake all this stuff?" But so many of them have been incredibly good. Yeah, and now seeing that it is the first time for some a lot of people. Yes. I agree. I think it's very good to do. I think it's very good to get people into a genre. Yeah. Right. Because, I mean, just for the content, I mean, just Batman alone, you have the two, uh, Michael Keaton, you have yeah. Batman Forever with Val Kilmer, George Clooney with Batman and Robin, and then it starts over with the Dark Knight trilogy, 
Yeah. Then you got Ben Affleck, which, you know, the... Uh, I liked him as Batman. So I want... Me too. I want three hours of the warehouse scene. We're getting another Ben Affleck Batman, right? Yeah, he's coming. Yeah. He, is he coming back? Is that official? It's Fl- official, yeah. Flashpoint, yeah. Oh, the Flash so. movie, yeah. Which supposedly Michael Keaton's coming back to he's, play... He's going to be like the main Batman in that movie. Yeah, he's, he's Bruce Wayne's father. It'll be Thomas Wayne. He's going to be Th- Thomas. Thomas Wayne. Yeah. That's awesome. Is he, I wonder if they'll do the Flash... Because it's in Flashpoint, right? If Where they go a, back and Thomas Wayne is Batman. Yeah, he yes. shoots. He has guns. He's guns because yes. Bruce got killed. And he, yeah, that's, so that's what they sold his company. Uh, makes a casino. Yeah, I actually. That was it. another. I uh, had that comic and it disappeared. This was a great transition because one another little piece of news is that uh, Flash is supposed to start shooting this spring. All right. Sweet. So finally, they're going to do Cross something. Cross your with fingers. This. Hopefully, Warner Brothers can make a good movie. Make a good movie and keep a director because the problem with this movie originally was that directors kept falling out, writers kept falling out, everybody kept throwing it. So originally this was Warner Brothers went, we don't care about the story, we just want money. Yeah. Originally this was going to be written and directed by Ezra Miller, right? Or just written? He was the original screenwriter. No, he was like the third. Oh. So there was like two or three before him that were writing the story and he was so frustrated with the fact that his movie isn't going to get made. He's like, screw it. I'm going to write it myself. And I think this is the version they're using. I think so, yeah. Is Ezra Miller's version of the Flashpoint stuff. There's a Sweet. lot of him punching women outside of Norwegian bars. <laughs> yes. Icelandic bars. bars. Yep. <laughs> it's Icelandic. <laughs> uh, okay. You want more news? Yeah. yeah. News it you up. Got, you got anything uh. else you want to discuss about Ezra Miller and no. beating women? <laughs> hmm? You want to bring that up again? I mean, he just punched her. You know that's a sore spot for me. <laughs> what? Getting punched or punching women? Both. He, she punched him first. I have you ever punched a yeah, woman, Yeah, they Jerry? were like screaming at him. No, I never have. Oh. I've legged, I've choked out a girl once before uh, with my legs like in a scissor lock. You want to take that one? You want me to? <laughs> so I'll tell you the story. Um, this <laughs> Please was, do. Yeah. So this was in basic training, actually. And I trained with girls, too. They were females oh, yeah, okay. were part yeah. of it. And they, since I was the smallest guy, obviously, I was very short. And when I was uh, going into my senior year, like between my junior and senior year, I weighed 115 pounds. I was a small person. And since I was so small, they took the biggest girl. And me, and they're like, during combatives, like hand-to-hand combat, they were teaching us like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and we had to fight in this sand pit. And uh, the first thing they did was pick me and the biggest girl, and they're like, you guys are going to fight each other, because they wanted to laugh, you know? So I asked right off the bat, I was like, how, like, drill sergeant, how physical can we get during this? He said, we want to see somebody get choked out. And I was like, I cannot get choked out right now because I'm going to get beat to death when I get back to the barracks. Like, I can't have this happen. So we went after it, and then I choked her out in between my legs. Like, got her in a scissor lock, and and believe me, it was difficult. She was very strong. (laughs) She was a very strong young lady, and we were friends after that. Like, I got along with her. Um, Yeah, but that's the story. I choked her. History of violence. Yeah, yep. it's right interesting. Uh, so, anyways, about the Mighty Ducks. Uh, they're not quack. 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 Quack.
no, I don't know if you're going to get any of that, but uh, the Mighty Ducks Game Changers is coming to Disney Plus. Nice TV All show. Right. Do you think they'll have a knuckle puck? Oh, oh I yeah. Forgot about the knuckle puck. I guarantee you they will. But here's the deal. It's different than I thought it was. Do you know anything about this show? Uh, nope. No, I know nothing about well, it. I'm gonna I mean, f- we've talked about it briefly. We have, but, but we never really knew what it was going to be about, right? So there is a trailer out for it now. And I've, is Gordon Bombay in it? That's I've, all that matters. I've watched the trailer. Emilio Estevez. I read about it. Yes, he absolutely is. Nice. Gordon Bombay is in it. Emilio Estevez is portraying Gordon Bombay. So they're Gordon going Bombay. full Cobra Kai on this. That's exactly where I was going. It looks so much like Cobra Kai. It feels like Cobra Kai. Here's the deal. 12-year-old boy tries out for the ultimate hockey team for kids, the Mighty Ducks. The Mighty Ducks are what they labeled as, uh, let's see, the ultra-competitive, win-at-all-cost Mighty Ducks. So they are basically like the evil team. So they've lost their way. They've lost their way. They're ultra-competitive. They have to win everything. You try out for them. Just like Ralph Macchio. This 12-year-old boy gets cut, and he didn't make it to the Mighty Ducks. Well, his mom, Lauren Graham, a crush of mine, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. Gosh, I love that show. They talk really fast. She does talk really fast, but I've always had a crush on her. Would you choke her out? If they throw me in a combatives ring, what do I have to do? I'm not going to get beat. <laughs> Whap! Um, so Lauren Graham is his mom, and she says, like, you know what? Like, you get cut. Do you want to play hockey? He says, yes. Let's make our own team. And he's like, well, how are we going to do that? And then they just happen to go to this old rundown shanty ice rink. Gordon Bombay's there fixing a Zamboni. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he ends up being the coach of this, like, you know, I love group it. of I'm little so boys. Misfits. And then, yeah, these, this uh, ragtag group of misfits. You know, it won't be as adult oriented as Cobra Kai, though. No. No, I don't think so at all. Because that's like borderline. Light beers for. <laughs> they they won't make the Oreo line joke. I'll tell you that. Uh, you remember so, that? The what? In Mighty Ducks, they Say got the the two white kids and the black kid in the middle. Like we're the Oreo line, or the two black kids. I don't. Remember. Nope, they won't do that again. Yeah. Nope, not They'll, on Disney. You'll never see that joke again <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> they probably edited it out of the movie. Probably, but it it does look really good. I would suggest go watch the trailer for this. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be really good. I, I'm, I'll watch it. I don't like hockey, but I love hockey for kids. I love hockey. <laughs> I love watching um, hockey. I love kids. hockey movies. That's time. what I mean. Like hockey movies like are Miracle. great. Miracle. Yeah. I like that one with uh, the one Goon. That's a really good movie. Goon. I've never seen Goon. That. Oh, that's with Sean William Scott. Sean William Scott. So Kevin Smith was going to make a hockey movie exactly like that, yep. but Goon came out first. It's a very jetpack samurai Mandalorian situation. <laughs> yeah, right. It really is. He was writing it, and then they came out with it. Uh, so like I said, go watch that trailer. It's very good. The release date on this is coming up March 26th. Uh, Mr. Ted Ely says, you couldn't get a better guest? What the fuck? He's just jealous because he's not on. <laughs> Hi, Ted. <laughs> You're not wanted here. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. So, yeah, March 26th, look for the Mighty Ducks. I'm all in for that. Also coming to HBO Max on February 1st, it's nothing new, but it's a pretty big trilogy. Do you want to know what it is? What, 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 what's, what's the time, time again? I'm sorry. February 1st. February 1st. Coming what? to on Monday. I have no oh. idea. What? The Matrix. Oh, yeah. The Matrix trilogy is all coming to Oh, the HBO old Max. movies. Yeah. yeah. 
Okay. That's all. Not the new I, one, Chris. Is there anywhere you can get them They're right now? They're making a new one. I know. I'm yeah, Matrix 4. Um, it's been filming for a long can time. Can you get them anywhere? I don't know. Probably. They were on Netflix. Honestly, I'd be interested to go see uh, not I, the first will, one, but the second or third again. I, I will mean, rewatch them. I know oh, that yeah. I wasn't fond oh, of I, the third one by any means. Second's the best. I liked them all. Uh, well, you know, at the time when it came out the, with the surround sound and the the, the uh, digital effects, it, they were like, this is a, when they come out, early 2000, 2000? Very early, yeah. Yeah, I thought it, it was like, the Matrix, the first one was like 99, wasn't yes, it? Yes, it was one right after I graduated. Or right Head that open. Time, right about in there. But uh, I remember the, the physical. It's when I started being, uh, eating solid food. <laughs> Dolan said, I heard that every time the Mighty Ducks beat an opponent, they give the other team a bonsai tree. <laughs> Jerry doesn't get it because he I, doesn't watch Cobra Kai. I don't, I don't get it at all. <laughs> don't feel bad. I watched like one episode. I went, no. I it's so good. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of stuff to watch, so I'm going to have to go back and watch, to watch it. it. I need it's to watch great. it. I just, Chris and I made a pact that we're going to watch shows that... Yeah, he I has to watch, watch Cobra Kai and I got to watch Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Oh, Peaky Blinders is awesome. You'll get addicted. I know. We'll see. I know he will. All right. What else you got? My goodness. Um, oh, that's what I was going to say about the Matrix. Uh, I have rewatched the first Matrix not that long ago, mm-hmm. and the effects they don't like. They the, don't hold up. They don't hold up going. as good. No. As you oh remember. no, I'm sure. Especially they don't. that bullet time one. I mean, he looks like a cartoon character. <laughs> really? Yeah. And then on the third one, where is the second one? He's fighting all. That's the third one where he's fighting the one agent, and uh, he's bouncing around on their heads. I'm like. Oh, man. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Horrible. I So I, mean, I remember not really enjoying the third one as much just because of like the whole like underground party scene and them coming out yeah. of them vats of goo, you know, the egg things. Yeah, well, the, the, there were the battery containers. Yeah, I don't like that. I didn't like that. I thought it was weird. <laughs> okay. That's kind of a weird thing to think was yeah. odd about the mm. movie. Really? I remember I mean, them having like a party. That's really strange. In the yeah. underground city, they had like a party. And yes. there was like a dance scene. And I'm like, Big what, time what dance is going scene. on? Yeah. And Keanu Reeves he's was like, he getting, had like a like He was a getting down. Scene. Yeah. He's like, yeah. And then they leave that and then go watch this We're party. We're going to take and, our airship called the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Nebuchadnezzar. It, it was weird. It was okay. a great movie. Hopefully the third one's better. Plug me in. Uh, let's see. Where do we go from here? Now we go to... Another new Disney Plus movie. Ooh, Ooh. what could it be? Well, this movie's called Raya and the Last Dragon. Yes. We've talked about this before. Yeah. So it's getting released very soon. Um, And they just released a trailer for this. Did you see it? No. My gosh, you guys are missing out on some good trailers. I have seen that trailer, trailer, yes. Because... Looks really cool. It It looks so good. It looks good. Um. It's being released March 5th, so it's coming up in a little over a month. Two days after my birthday. And the, there's a, the last dragon. So there is a, these people, like these groups of people that are searching for the last dragon because they believe that's what's going to give them the power to like be normal again. And they're fighting for it. Well, the main character, Rhea, finds the last dragon. Mm-hmm. And the last dragon happens to be uh, voiced by Aquafina. You know that character? Oh, yeah. For yeah. Sure. yeah, I know who she is. A lot of people don't. Uh, I know her. She was in um, the second Jumanji movie. And yeah, she was good. She's awesome. Yeah. She's really great. She's a comedian. So I just, 
I think her name is ridiculous. I don't understand the whole Aquafina thing, but that's her brand, and she has made it. Um, but they're saying that her performance as this dragon is rivaling Robin Williams as the genie. Ooh, well, we'll see. Wow. I think that's some pretty big shoes to fill. Yeah. I mean, whoever wrote that. No Eddie Murphy as a dragon in Mulan, though. He was pretty good at that too. He was pretty good at that, but I still think the genie is like what oh, yeah. is like the cusp yeah, but, of what you could be. For. But it's Robin Williams. I mean, exactly. I preferred Will Smith. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. He was good though. He was fine. I I like how they brought aspects of Rob Williams into the Aladdin. Yeah, they paid on much. They very much so, but they still made Will Smith his own thing, which yeah. I, I really like that. I that makes me even more excited though for this movie is that they're. If that's even in the realm of possibility to talk about, that she's going to rival like a Robin Williams genie in the way of like mm-hmm. funny, goofy, heartfelt, like just good acting mm-hmm. as a, a cartoon character, I'm in. Is she a I'm princess? All. No, is she's a, a sorry, dragon. Is this a princess movie? I don't know. I, I, all I know is that Rhea, this young girl, is searching for the last dragon. She ends up finding it. And the last dragon is Aquafina. At one point, she does turn into mm-hmm. a like in a human form. I think it's by accident. I, I'm not sure how she turns into a human form. It shows it in the trailer. And the one line she says was, "She's like, holy cow, look how close my butt is. That'll make digestion so much easier." <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, or so much quicker. Dig- digestion will be so much quicker. <laughs> looking at her butt. I think it looks really great. I think the animation looks really good as well. Um, we got a comment. Ted Ely said, what the hell are you guys even talking about? Have you ever seen a John Wayne, John Wayne movies? Yes, absolutely. Yes, yeah. Ted. Love I've John seen Wayne. them all. And like again, all that's why you're not on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Cowboys is my favorite John Wayne Ooh. movie. Either that or Rooster Cogburn. Yeah. The Quiet Man. One. Quiet Man's very good, too. It's my favorite movie of all. It's second or third. McClintock's like a funny one. Yeah. And I always, <laughs> I always quote it because I say, just to my parents, basically, because mm-hmm. we used to watch them all the time. Yeah. And my dad's a Captain like Warrior. obsessed with uh, John Wayne, but I always say, "Hey, McClintock, where the whiskey?" Because there's an Indian yeah. that just constantly asks yep. for whiskey nonstop. That's a good movie. Um, I just love also the Bridge Over the River Kwai. That's the one. He's in that one, right? Mm, no, I don't think no. he is. He's in the Longest Day. Longest, yeah. Patton. He's not. No, Patton. he's not in Patton. He's, he's Patton. in. Uh, Besides the longest in, day, there's another in in harm's way. He's specific in harm's uh, way. Donovan's yeah. wreath, where he plays. It's a veteran movie. One of my good favorite movies too. Uh, uh, what else is he? He's in one with Dean Martin, which is my one of my uh, a real Bravo. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorites because just because Dean Martin is the dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What is of the movie I'm like thinking that. about? The John Wayne, Wayne uh, World War II movie where there's, they're in the South Pacific. In harm's way. In harm's way. Oh, so maybe that's the he's one. also he's a marine. I gotta think of the name of it. He he's a marine drill sergeant. He gets killed at the end. Give me a minute. Operation Pacific. Uh, might be it. I can't remember. I don't I'm not my, sure. I don't have my. I guess anyway. I use my phone. I'm a really big Western John Wayne fan. I wasn't a military John Wayne fan. I usually only watched all of John Wayne's westerns. Uh, you would like In Harm's Way, where he plays like a rear admiral. Probably. I probably he's moved to the front line. It's pretty good. One more piece of news that I have. And then we're going to get into a topic that Ted's really going to hate. We're going to oh, talk yeah. about Doctor Who for 45 Ooh, minutes. Yeah, you're Ted, not, you're not going to like Doctor Who, Ted. Um, so the, the last little bit of information I have, 
is incredible to me. So the Peacock streaming service, right, is now at 33 million registered users. Really? Is that possible? In part. I mean, just to watch The Office? Yeah, that's why. In part and because it's free. The Office, right? Well, there's also paid no, versions yeah, of it. Yeah, but you can, can yeah. the free version, there is a free ad supported version. Yes, correct. Right. So that's part of the reason it's free. Um, but The Office came to the lineup in January. And ever since The Office has been there. So before The Office was there, there was 16 million subscribers. Since January 1st, when The Office came onto Peacock, it has risen to 33. Wow. So it's gained over. Six seventeen thousand or seventeen million subscribers since the office came to it, and I think that is staggering. I think it's kind of interesting because I would have I understand everybody watching the office when it's on Netflix because you already mm-hmm. got Netflix. It's an easy thing to watch in the background or to rewatch the series. I did I like a year ago. I rewatched the whole series. Yeah. Um, also, it's a great thing to just watch in the background if you're doing laundry or something like that. It really is. But I wouldn't think people would go out of their way to download another service just to watch that one show, which is I, crazy to me. I didn't think so either. Mandalorian! <clears throat> but people... But well, that's there's true a lot too, of other yeah. content on no, I, I agree. Like, um, so it says, on an, earning, on an earning conference call with investors in December, Comcast chairman and CEO Brian Roberts said the office was driving incremental users to sign up. NBC Universal CEO Jeff Schell said the office is getting more viewership on Peacock than it, than on its former home at Netflix, but they didn't release any numbers to yeah, support I, that. They're I, just claiming that there I don't is. I don't believe true. it at all. What I think they're claiming that on though is the bonus content that they've put out along with just the office episodes. So they have a ton of behind the scenes stuff. They have table reads. They have behind certain episodes. Uh, they've got a ton of stuff. They've got a docu series that's coming about the entire show. I think it was released now, or either in the beginning of February or like second or third week of January. I haven't went and looked, but there's a whole basically a documentary about the making of The Office and going back and like interviewing all of the actors and just reliving the experience basically. And I think they're taking all of that into consideration because just on episode. Office episodes, I doubt that that's the case. I got to make a confession. You've never seen it. I've never. I've seen parts of it only on YouTube, the snippets. I've never sat down and watched it. I planned on it. I, I really did. And then all of a sudden, whoosh, gone. I was like, wow. Shit. I mean, I love it. I absolutely love The Office. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's a standard viewing. Well, it I really mean, is. It's um, very, very funny. Oh, I've watched a ton of it on YouTube, like of... Uh, it's so fun to watch. Yeah. I mean, if you've seen clips, that many clips yeah. on YouTube by now, you got to go just watch the episode so that you can finally understand the show. I know. I need to. Um, and it's not that hard to watch. You know, you're, you're talking about like 23-minute episodes. Yeah. You can chew through quite a few seasons real quick. Yeah. And there's eight seasons total. Um, later on, you know, it gets it kind of trails off a little bit just because some of the main characters start to leave. But it's still, I mean... It's at its best when, uh, well, I don't know, I, I would say, I mean, Steve Carell, you know, it's at its best when he's still on the show. Yes. But it's still good afterwards when you get uh, Robert oh, yeah. California. Absolutely. All of those are good. It, it's, it's like its own. Will Ferrell has. It's a, its own thing. Like its own part of the office, right? Yeah. Like the story was all the way up until Steve left and then all of a sudden it took its own 
like a whole new tone. Yeah, kind and of. And it's a, its own thing. I just loved. Uh, I can't, I can't, why can't I think of his name? The guy that played Robert California. He's one of my favorite actors. I can't think of his name either because I can never think of He's anything. He's Ultron. He's on Blacklist. Oh. The main character on Blacklist. Yeah, and Boston Legal. God yeah. damn it. He's a great actor. Yeah. Shit. We'll think of it later. But that was my last bit of news is that The Office is still killing it for viewership and it is making everybody go to Peacock. They were claiming that their three-year projection for Peacock was going to be 35 million subscribers. And since The Office came, now they have 33. No. So they need to get 2 million more subscribers within the next two years and they will have hit their goal. So Jeez. I think that's a success. So what else have you guys been watching? Uh, well, well, we're not we're on, not on, on we're watching. Oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. at the end of the show, dude. Oh, it is? <laughs> uh, I guess I've been gone for a long time. 13 weeks? Yeah, that is a long time. Look, James Spader. Yeah, yeah, James Spader. Why could I not have thought of he that? He was in Stargate. What else was he in? So everybody talks Boston about him Eagle. being such an incredible actor, but he's basically the exact same person in every single uh, character. Yeah, pretty much. Not in Stargate. I don't think he was in Stargate. Yes, he's no, he, he's David. He he was Daniel Jackson in Stargate. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I don't even know. Movie. Oh yeah, in the movie. Yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Wow. Huh. I don't remember the movie. I just remember the series. Yeah, I what an obscure pull. I love that series. Oh, yeah. Nolan, of course, pulls it out. He's our fact checker, man. Yeah. If the comments weren't delayed, you would be a perfect fact checker. Yeah. I don't think people realize the comments are significantly delayed. So I know. I apologize for that. There's nothing we can do for it. Is just now saying Andy watches YouTube at work. He has nothing else to do. (laughs) (laughs) Flying, flying tiger. That's true. And he has nothing to do but watch me. So that tells you how lazy you are, Ted. (laughs) Wait. He also said flying tigers and flying leathernecks. I have not. Uh, I'm assuming those are John Wayne movies. I've not seen either one of them. Yeah, those. neither have I, but I'm assuming that's what he's yeah. talking about as well, yeah. So well, I'll check them out because I, I like old movies. What else do you have to do? Nothing. Just Absolutely nothing. Besides, well... Build four different websites. Yeah, build our website. That's the main concern that we have here. Uh, so that's it. That's all I got for the news, Christopher. Awesome. Well, uh, I think we're going to... We just talked about, since me and you are both currently watching doctor who yeah, um, i figured we'd combine that what we're watching with a top five of our ranking of the doctors so I far love, i like that and then we can spend a little time just talking about doctor who and our its impact have you uh finished the 11th season is that the last one no uh second i'm, to I'm on the last episode of the 11th yeah okay i finished the 11th I'm on to the 12th season. I believe the 13th has come out, but it's not available for us to view yet. Oh, okay. Um, besides on BBC, unless you had BBC. But I believe a f- at least a few, if not all, of the episodes for the 13th season have been released now. But the only ones that I can watch are from the 12th season, which is from last year. Okay. Um, and I haven't started that season yet. So that'll be interesting to see. I will say I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. More than I thought I was going to. Well, let's get into that. Um, well, we can talk about the newest season first, or you want to give a little backstory on our on Doctor Who for yeah. the people. There's a lot of people yeah. that don't follow the show. Uh, maybe maybe you've heard of it. They don't mm-hmm. really understand it. Because it's pretty out there for... I'm sorry if you think this is boring people. when we speak about it, because it may sound boring, but just trust us and we like when we say that you need 
Well, first of all, this show has been around since the chance. early 60s. Yes. Yeah. So it has been on, it, it ran from like 1963 to 1989 in its original run. Um, it's a British show. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was resurrected in 2005 uh, by the BBC and Russell T. Davies, I think was the original. Yeah. Um, and Stephen Moffat was. Came after that. And um, now they have a new showrunner. They have had two new showrunners show since then. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly when I started getting into this show. Um, it was, you know, after it had aired. That's a good question yeah. because I don't know. I, I don't know when you got into it. I just have always known you as someone who enjoyed the show and you're the one who got me into it. It wasn't that far before I got you into it because okay. I was just finishing up, like, watching it. All yeah, you hadn't really finished it yet. No. So um, I don't know what, what happened or how I got a hold of it. I'd, I'd always heard of it, and I remember seeing it, as I'm sure you remember, due to when you were a little kid, like on PBS, yeah, it would yeah, be on. on PBS. But I never watched it, and it just always seemed... Out there. Really low budget and weird. Well, it, it was. That's yeah. where some of the characters... Uh, well, I, I used to love them. Uh, what's the little tin cans? Uh, the Daleks. The Daleks. Classic character, but at the time, that's all they had to work with. Yeah, I mean, and was, I mean, they didn't change the design. No, they <laughs> hadn't what, changed a thing. No, and, and that's what makes the new, new, new generation—I think you called it—so mm-hmm. awesome because it plays tribute, and they're great characters. I mean, yeah. they haven't—they haven't changed. They think of new scenarios for all these ancient characters. Yeah, and they're awesome. So, I mean, if you're not familiar with it, it's it's real hardcore sci-fi. Mm-hmm. So, it's a sci-fi show. Um, it is about a alien a time lord a time lord um which is an alien who travels around the universe and throughout time in mm-hmm. his time machine called the tardis with hit with human always with human companions he's got a soft spot for human beings yeah he loves the humans and it's basically a um a week-to-week type show although there are story arcs intermixed but it's basically a monster of the week kind of week-to-week mm-hmm. um show a lot of sci-fi so a lot of morality tales um and the doctor is essentially an immortal being and he regenerates when he dies basically and emerges as a the same person but a new character right Um, and so that's what happens every three or four i mean in the earlier days they ran longer in the newer iterations they're running for like three or four seasons right three or four seasons and um, so when they regenerate, they have the same mind, they have the same memory, um, they know of everything that's happened in the past. They just look different, basically. Yeah. So they just take on and have a different, different personalities, a yes. different form, and have a different personality. Yes, and it's really fun. So at first, when I heard this and realized that this was going to be a part of the show, I hated it. I thought this is going to be ridiculous. You, you're changing out the main character every few seasons or in the beginning when it, when it restarted again in 2005, it was only one season. You got one season with one doctor and then it changed to a new one. And I was like, how do I, how do you get a hold of this? Like, how am I supposed to ground myself in anything of this show? But that's what hooked me. So I I watched the first season of new generation and then the second season is what hooked me. So I wanted to see what the difference was in the doctors and the characters. So I was hooked for the second season in the third season, and then the fourth, and I, that's when I started getting out of it. I just lost interest in it. Well, and that's what I came to realize is that the writing is so strong and the, that character development is so good that 
it doesn't matter. I mean, the, the changing of the doctor doesn't matter except for, yes, their personalities change. So you do get a little bit different each time, but, and if you've formed a connection with those characters, I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very hard when, when I went from the 10th doctor to the 11th doctor, I thought my world was (laughs) over and I was like, there's no way that we can go, we can get any better than this. And my life has ended and now I will never watch this show again. And then I watched two episodes and I was like, who's the 10th doctor? The 11th is my man, you know, like, and it just kept going from there. And it, the stories are so fun. Like it's so fun to see these wild, wacky type stories. And then all of a sudden they hit you right in the face with one that is like emotional and will connect with you in a way that you never thought you could be connected by an alien. You have to like the wild and wacky and way out there. I mean, and and appreciate it for what it is. These people are writing this content knowing that it's a little absurd, but it's awesome. And then when they hit you, when the doctor's companion, is left behind or left in another dimension or left in another time and you realize or that the, killed outright yeah. yeah and you're like holy shit and it, it, so it'd be like killing baby yoda to the mandalorian just right out whacking the you know baby yoda with a spear in the head you know you're like holy shit you know that's how good the writing is on all these seasons yeah so, so i i think there's uh i know there's a lot of people um that wouldn't be necessarily into it, but I think there's a little bit of something for everybody mm-hmm. in this show because, like I said, it is it is in a, essentially a week to week show. Mm-hmm. So I mean, for the most part, every week is a different story, yeah. um, and it's a little bit of a procedural in that way. But sometimes it'll be set on Earth, and sometimes it'll be set in the past on Earth with historic figures. Sometimes it'll be set in the right. future on different planets. Sometimes it'll be set. So every week is something a little different. A lot of times. They lean towards horror. Um, sometimes. Sometimes they lean towards horror or mystery. Or a lot of mystery. Funny, you know, comedy. So yeah. it's, it's all over the place. So I, I don't know. It's just a show that I really connected to. And when me and Jerry first actually started hanging out, we talked about it. And that's when you got into it. Yeah. And I mean. I it was a Super Bowl Sunday back in like 2000. Maybe 11. 12. 11 or 12. It was either well, bef- well, right before Grady was born or right after Grady was born. Were we born. at the Kinsella's? No, no we were in the shop. The shop? Yeah. yeah. His dad's shop for a Super Bowl party. So anyway, um, yeah. and we both kind of fell off of it, um, you know, after Matt Smith. Yeah. And I've since watched all of it, and now I'm catching up to the last two seasons. Yeah, so, as, as am I. Um, Ted says, you guys watch way too much TV. We do. I mean, yeah, this is what yeah, we do. We watch a lot of TV. You can't have an entertainment <laughs> podcast about pop culture stuff without watching a lot of TV and movies. Ted, you smoke too many cigarettes. So, <laughs> Ian Hicks also said, "I'm in, boys." Hey, Ian, he, what's he's up? either in for Doctor Who or he's just. Into I think he's the show. just into the pod. He well, just got into the podcast. I think he's also in for Doctor Who. Good for you. He's probably in for a tattoo. Um. So anyway, before we get into our top five, I think we could talk Ian into a tattoo. Oh yeah, easy. Hell, six beers, you talked me into one. <laughs> Shit, I'm an He's easy. He's so impressionable. I'm an easy date. <laughs> uh, before we get into our top five, you want to talk about the newest uh, iteration of The Doctor, our, our most recent um, watching um, of it? Yeah, I think we can. So the 11th season started off with something different than has ever been. 
for Doctor Who, and that is a female doctor. Yeah, uh, Jodie Whittaker is the main is the the name of the character or the person who plays the doctor, and uh, it changed into a woman. It had never happened before. It's the first woman doctor, and uh, I didn't know how it was going to be. There was a lot of backlash like, initially. Yeah, um, just because it was different, obviously. Like it, the doctor was never a female, and people thought it was going to be an issue. Um, from the very first episode, I was like, "There's no difference at all for me." No, I, 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 I think she's an incredible actress. Um, I love she, her as a doctor. I, I like her as a doctor. I like her as an actor. Like her, just her facial expressions and yeah. how she does her dialogue. Very animated. Very animated. Very good. I, I'm not crazy about. Um, how I don't know. There's certain. There's something that seems to be. I don't remember the sonic screwdriver being quite as powerful as it seems to be in these new seasons. Really? I wouldn't necessarily say it's as powerful, but I think she's using it differently. And using it a lot. Yes, and much much different than the other doctors were. The other doctors used it as like an analyzing tool or to unlock locks yeah. or things like that. Right. She's using it just. A little bit more different, and she's very against violence. Yeah, which um, is definitely different than some of the earlier iterations. Much, I would say. Just so they're, because they're leaning very heavy on that, which is is not the doctor; it's the writers. It's the I mean, writing. it's like they're just changing this the way that doctor portrays which is, things, which, which, which they've is done. A, yeah, which is what they've done. Yes. Ultimately, um, it's. Put no issue, and I, I'm enjoying watching her act and be the doctor. I'm also like, there was a lot of heat taken um, on story, on the story aspect of it, but I think the stories have been really great. I haven't had an issue with any of them. I, I mean, they're the only the only issue I've had, I guess, and it's not it's a non-issue, is that throughout the eleventh season so far, there hasn't been that one episode that caught me. Like, I like an emotional episode. I like an episode that draws on what the doctor's emotions are, like how much weight is on this Time Lord. Like, the Time Lords have been around and for so long. He's the only one, or she is the only one left. And there's just been so much in their life that they've had to deal with. And you, there, you usually get this one episode where it all bears down on them. It all comes down to their decision, and it's like so much for them to take. And it's a very emotional, heavy episode that ends up being great. And then you get this lighthearted doctor at the end that cracks a joke, and it goes on its merry way, right? We haven't had that. No, I haven't felt that yet in that season. It hasn't taken anything away from it. I think the 11th season is very good, and I've enjoyed it. It was like picking up where I left off, you know? And um, Also a very heavy lean fun. into... Um, I wouldn't necessarily call it horror, but a real darker tone as far as the situations they're getting themselves into. I mm -hmm. feel like there, there's a lot of more creepiness surrounding the episodes. Yeah, for sure. yeah, for sure. You know, I when I think about too. the one where they go through the mirror, that one's crazy. Yeah. That little goblin guy that you know is obviously tricking him and then gets eaten by moths. Yeah. Uh, I, that yeah. episode was awesome. And then the also when good. they went to the with King James and the witch trials. Yes. Oh, I liked that one a lot. Yeah, I've liked a lot of them. And that production value is incredible. Absolutely. It's like I mean, besides some parts, it is basically movie quality or basically any TV show you're ever going to see. It's very, very as of that high quality, yeah. And on top of that, I'm really really enjoying the 
pretty much all the new companions. I mm-hmm. really like Graham. The old man? Yeah, he absolutely. Is, he's the best actor on the show. And he yes. puts a lot of nuance into the role. And that's your real, probably biggest emotional connection. Uh, but I really like Yaz, too. And I love that episode when they go back to her grandma in, like, 1950s Pakistan. Yes. That's, that's a great episode. That's an awesome... When they when she's getting married. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I'm you know, I'm not as big of a fan of Ryan. I just... He's fine. Um, but I really like Graham. I, yeah, there hasn't been much for him to work with as of yet, I don't feel like, like in just, the entire season. He started season. out kind of angsty, and that was annoying because I hate angsty teenage characters. I hate teenage angst. But... Uh, <laughs> I love Cobra Kai, but I hate teenage angst. Meh. Damn, my, Mighty Ducks is going to suck now there's kids in it. Yeah, I don't like children. <laughs> uh, well, he's 19, so... <laughs> Damn millennials! <laughs> um, but no, I'm I'm really enjoying it. I I held off watching it for so long because I was just convinced by all the hype that I wouldn't like it, and I, that's wrong. So I have a different take on that. I think I'll expand on it when we start talking about the doctors. But okay, we can um, do that. So have you started the last the twelfth season? Then? I have not. I, I finished the eleventh season. I've I've got to start the first episode of the twelfth. Uh, I haven't done it yet though. Okay. So that's coming up. I mean, probably tomorrow I will start that and continue the journey because it's easy just to watch. So Not a lot fun. of episodes per season. No, there was a eight. Well, all of them because the BBC 10. does short run seasons. Yeah. So. The big thing with the BBC is it's easy to catch up on them because even if they do a 10 episode season, they have a huge break in the middle of them. Yeah. Normally around Christmas time, they'll do five episodes in the fall. They have like a four month break and then they pick back up in like May. Yeah. And do the rest of them, you know, or like April, something like that. And they've done it for every season and I've hated it so much. Oh, it's, that it's was, impossible to watch the show live it because is. you never know when it's going to be on. It just randomly appears. Right. And so that was part of the reason why I kind of got out of it is because I did catch up with it. I had BBC. Uh, or BBC America on uh, Comcast at the time, mm-hmm. or and then uh, DirecTV or Dish Network, one of the two, and I was recording it. And so every once in a while, I'd get a recording, and then I wouldn't for like a month, and then it would record again, and I'd have a couple episodes I'd watch, and it was just like hit or miss, and I kind of fell out of it because I was like, I'm sick of recording this and trying to find things. It ended up recording like random episodes. I just... I was like, this is so dumb. I don't know when it's going to play, and I don't want to do deal with this anymore. It's way better show to binge. It's a binging show. It, that's what it is, Yeah, a binging show. But guess what, guys? It's all available there on in HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah, I remember before the days of TiVo and, and DVRs before you had to sit. I used to look <laughs> forward to watching it. You know, I think it came out on Fridays, if I remember right. I'm like, oh, yeah, before I Fridays go. Fridays or Saturdays. I th- yeah. Something like that. I'm like, oh, I can't wait to watch Doctor Who, you know. And then it was Farscape came out on Tuesdays on, on the Sci-Fi Fuck Network. loves Farscape. I know. I, 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 Still so. one of my favorite oh, yeah. shows. We can talk about that some later on. You need to uh, you need to watch that I show. I know. You've told me about it before, and I've never and seen you it. you gave me shit for not seeing The Office, and you haven't seen Farscape? Well, I mean, how old was I when I came out? It's it's a similar 12. thing to Doctor Who too, very much. Um, where you got to get over the goofy rubber rubber masks. That's part yeah. of the show, you know. Yeah, and, 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 and and Farscape, they're they're puppets. You Jim, know, like Ooh. Jim Jim Henson. Jim Henson. Oh, it's a Jim Henson thing, right? Well, Jim there's Henson's there's creatures, uh, human beings in it, but there's puppets are the aliens. 
Mm-hmm. And they were all made in Jim Henson's character. You know, yeah, character. that's yeah. on Netflix, and I think I may that may be my next binge watch. Binge. Yeah, binge. and it's. It's seasons. on. It's on Netflix. I think. Yeah, it just, I'm pretty sure. I think it just came. Oh, I'll have that to check or Amazon out. Prime, one of the two. I'll yeah. definitely have to check some of that out. Oh man, you'll love. So, uh, where are we at time wise? Oh, we got plenty of time. We can do our top five doctors if you want to get into that. Unless yeah, you got more you I want to talk about. Clicked on a button and it's loading a page that I didn't want to load. It's annoying. All right. Yeah. Well, we'll do our top five. I'm assuming you're bowing out. I'm a bow on this. I'm not up to date. I yeah. can't. That's fine. We're uh, we're gonna continue on strong without you <laughs> while you watch us. I'm gonna drink beer and watch you too. And comment as you as we go. As usual. <clears throat> so you you can start, Chris. What is your number five doctor on Doctor Who? Yeah. So like I said, it was it, it was pretty difficult um, ranking. It was easy to pick the top two, but hard to rank uh, put them where they needed to go. And then it was difficult to rank the bottom three for me um, because. I like, I mean, first of all, I like all of them. Yes. Um, I have literally no issue with any of the doctors since the new iteration. But I'm going to go with my number five is going to be Christopher Eccleston from the first season, 2005. He only had one season as Mm -hmm. a doctor uh, with Rose as his companion. Um, We can also talk about companions a little bit later. Oh, yeah. I don't don't have them ranked, but. um, Oh, there's always. Never mind. I've always told people, I'm like, watch Doctor Who. But I always debate whether or not to tell them to skip the first season because um, it's not it's not great. It's not <laughs> the production value is terrible. The acting is goofy. Um, but despite that, if you get into it more, but there's some story that carries over to the second and third season that you kind of need to see. Yep. Yes, you absolutely do. There is story between the first and second season that you need in order to understand uh, Rose. Correct uh, the you know the companion like rose is a main character going forward yeah well she she makes the first three seasons that's why i got hooked i think yeah so anyway but i did enjoy him as a doctor he um had a very um very intense intensity to him he was kind of like a soldier like a soldier doctor basically yes so there is very serious. There's a tie. There's a tie in with his doctor and the war doctor. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the war doctor? I do. Um, yeah, f- only from one episode. One episode, but he was of a longer doctor than people know. Like he wasn't in the show, but it was an actual time lord, you know, of the doctor that ties into their like their life. That's um, in Capaldi's run, right? Yes, and I'll get into that late a little bit. Okay. Later. That's my number five. Uh, my number five is Peter Capaldi. Really? It is. not No love for Capaldi, huh? Not much. Really? This is where I fell out of Doctor Who. And, uh, it, uh, and again, like it was because of like the whole, I caught up to the series. It was very sporadic when it was coming out. It was at that time during Capaldi's run. It made no sense when no, it would come out. It, 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 would, it would be on for one season. In the fall, like five episodes, and then it would be like a year and a half. It was legitimately a year and a half in between seasons, and I got so mad because of that. But also, um, I this is the one doctor I could not relate with in any way. I was excited when I saw him in the first couple episodes. I was like, man, I don't know. I think I could kind of get into this. 
And every episode after that, it was just like less and less and less. I could relate to him. I didn't, it didn't seem like the same doctor to me as what it was before. Um, and I understand that they have different personality traits, but it didn't, I didn't feel like he was even pulling from the same memories as what the doctor had in the past or uh, held himself the same way the doctor had in the past. It just, it was off for me for some reason. I mean, it, a lot of people enjoy him, you know, and I, obviously you have him ranked higher than I do, but I don't know, just, it wasn't my doctor in the last five and I got to put him as the fifth because there was just nothing to relate. I, I don't, I didn't even honestly go back and watch his seasons. So I watched the first season that he was in, but I never watched another one after that. And there was two more. Yeah. All right. I'll do my number four. My number four is the current iteration, Jody Whitaker. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see. There's two more. There's another season I haven't gotten to yet. Um, I enjoy her a lot as an actress, and I think she's doing a lot of interesting things. But the one criticism I have is there is basically no real emotional connection. She's yeah. just like there. Yep. Like filling a place and moving the story forward, but with no history, with no gravity. Yeah. Um, so far. I completely agree. And so that has been problematic. I mean, it's a, it, the, it's made up for it because I think the episodes themselves have been really fun and interesting in the plots. Yeah. The plotting. Um, so it's not been a big issue, but it's taken the show from uh, one where there's a continuing narrative to one where it's literally a week-to-week Monster of the Week show. That's what it is now. And that's fine, and I'm still enjoying that. But... Um, it's not my favorite thing. I completely agree. My number four is also Jodie Whittaker, uh, the, the 13th Doctor. So Peter Capaldi was the 12th. Jodie Whittaker is the 13th. And uh, I agree. I think it's just too soon to give any big judgment on. Um, but she has had a whole season to pull us in. And I don't think it's any of her fault. She acts very well. She's an incredible act- actress. But um, they just haven't given her much to do, yeah. and I, and that's strange for a Doctor Who show because, and there's also very little nuance to the character. Yeah, it, it's the same as what I was talking about with Peter Capaldi. Is that I don't feel like it's drawing from the same Doctor. It doesn't feel the same Doctorish to me, because normally there's some sort of tie-in to the one before you, right? There's some sort of. Uh, story or feeling that they have, like strange feeling that they have that they talk about that ties them into a previous episode or a previous doctor's experience, and you don't have that. And then since it's so surface level with her character, it has turned it into what you said, a monster of the week. It's a person that leads a crew of people that don't have a connection with the audience as of yeah, yet. Yeah, essentially and all the emotional... Um Resonance has been put onto the Graham character. On the companions. Yeah. yeah, it's moved from the doctor to the companions when it should be to the doctor and, to the I companions. Mean, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, you should have the emotional tie-in to the doctor because of his emotional tie-in with all of the companions, right? That's how it's been ever since. And I, you can change that, but... They just haven't done it in a way yet that has drawn me in. Now, will that make me not watch the next season? Absolutely not. I'm going to, like I said, as soon as I can watch the 12th season, 
Um, I believe she's doing the 13th soon. If it hasn't already dropped, I think that's her last one because I did read a report that she was out. She's done. Yeah. Um, so that's my number four. And your number and four. And my number four. So my number three is Capaldi. Peter Capaldi has moved it up all the way to number three. I would love to know why. I'm a little surprised at your take, to be honest. Um, now, I, I'm willing to admit that there some of the actual episodes during his run were... Um, a little slower, lacking, a lacking a little bit, um, and that was a different writer, right? And so was the new seasons. Diff- they're completely different writers. So I think this is where a big problem. I, I think I had a big problem when Stephen Moffat left the show, mm-hmm. and I knew he left the show. I wish I didn't. I wish it was like a situation where I had no idea because I was so into this show that I followed like what Stephen Moffat was doing because he was creating the show and doing all of it uh, with him. And like Russell T. Davies had left earlier, but still Stephen Moffat had taken over and done things on his own. And it still felt like the same show. When I found out that he left and then the new show started, I think I had a pre, like I put something on that character and that season and that actor that I shouldn't have. But okay, I don't know. Well, I will say um, I enjoyed him. Very much as the doctor, and I will tell you why. Um, first off, <clears throat> the the attitude very much of him was like w- like battle scarred, right? He was like battle scarred, been through it all, um, like angry, depressed. You know, not he still was at times like joyful and fun loving. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, it was a much ser- more serious take than we had seen in any incarnation. And this is where I felt like I would enjoy that. I always usually enjoy that type of character. He had a lot of baggage, yeah, and uh, from just a lifetime of terrible things happening to him. And I just liked that take. And I thought uh, I think Peter Capaldi as an actor is incredible. Um, oh yeah. He's like a true classic. He's a theater actor. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the season. It, the, what lacked in those was the companions, I think. Um, yeah, big time. Um, so, you know, I liked it. I liked those quite a bit more than you. I, I didn't watch them originally. I went, I went back and watched all the Capaldi seasons. And there's, I think there, you should give them another shot because there's, well, you haven't seen them all. So I think there's some more in there, especially more later on. Okay. That's, yeah, there's two seasons I haven't ever watched, so I the, guess I should go back yeah, and watch them. I think the they tr- when I say I had problems with the writing, I'm not that's not 100% true. I the writing was very good and they did a very good job at like drawing continuous story arcs. Mm-hmm. It's just some of sometimes when you do that things drag on. Yeah. So Anyway, that's my number three. Yours is Christopher Eccleston. Yes, my number three is Christopher Christopher Eccleston. Um, so I felt the same way about him that you feel about Peter Capaldi is like this heavy war torn doctor that was th- just and this tired. Is, yes, like this tired guy that didn't want to put up with your crap. It's like, I've seen so much stuff. And this is where I was talking about like the war doctor, uh, because they have similar traits and he's very serious at times. Now what, what is lacking in that show is the show itself. Like the production is not good. Um, 
it doesn't, they didn't have any money to produce this, but I think he did such a good job with the doctor. Yeah. I think there's actually a part in that show where he's like amazed that his companions are able to accomplish something without like murdering hundreds of people. Yes. And he's like, I guess if you want to do that without killing all these people, but I mean, I would kill them. Yes. He talks about that (laughs) and he's very, I remember that he's very intense um, and he's all not, the doctors, by the way, the are doctor. very comfortable with killing. Other than the new doctor, right? Yeah. The newest doctor will for not some do reason it. now. Well, they're but, always like, well, if we kill a million, we'll save ten billion. Numbers add up. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so, but so the new doctor is like no, very anti-gun. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very become kind of a political show in a lot of ways. It did. I wasn't even going to touch on that, but it hundred yeah. percent did. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's why I like Christopher Eccleston because I think that's what he did was bring that heavy war-torn doctor up front right off the bat, and that's what drew me in. I believe that's what drew me into the show. Um, I agree that Peter Capaldi was that way. I just, I don't know. I was thrown off by him a little bit. So I like Christopher Eccleston better. There you go. Uh, Nolan said his best doctor by far was Bob Hoskins in Doctor Who Framed Roger Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty good one bob hoskins was gonna be wolverine i love that dude yeah uh my number two is r.i.p matt smith your number two is matt smith i'm not surprised by that and i'm guessing huh i don't know i don't think jerry's gonna agree with me um my number two is Je- matt smith just because first of all i love and i felt the same way as you when when he started when that season started yeah i'm like fuck this yeah you know i, know. I don't want any same, part of this. i almost here. i got mad <laughs> yeah. that's, that's at the I, show that's when i quit watching um watch. but you just doesn't take very long a couple episodes and you're totally in and and it starts out it's 100 percent because he's got the best companions oh by far amy that- pond and rory and oh, I forgot about Karen Amy. Gillen. Uh, that was her big like start. If if we're talking about if we were ranking companions, one hundred percent those Karen, two. Karen, okay. Karen Gillen and Amy Pond and Rory. I connected so much to Amy Pond and Rory. Oh, absolutely. Just as much as I ever did with the Doctor, and those two people will continue on in my Doctor Who love forever. You know, I like, think honestly, some of the best story came from those years um for sure but because of the dynamic between amy pond and rory and river song and river song and the doctor yes absolutely so it's great and the story is on that's stephen moffat um the story is completely on point um again the center stage kind of on uh karen gillum gillen gillum gillen gillen karen gillen but uh matt smith is an amazing doctor himself he has a real childish wonder about him. He's very goo- he plays it goofy, but he also and like like a child. Like he yeah. pet- like he can't control his emotions. He can't control his anger. He can't control. You know, he is very flippant about yeah. things, but he's also very goofy at times. And and that is very true. And they put it kind of on Front Street to tell you that he's kind of childish because of his whole like. There's that whole story of him being a kid. Uh, and the fish fi- fish fingers and custard, yeah, you know, like where he's eating that, and that's like a story that goes throughout the seasons because he talks about it multiple times, and um, 
but I, also I don't know, a like very, it's very childlike, a, a very uh, full of wonder too. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, he relatively optimistic all the time, which he, I liked. Yeah, but not not. I mean, not shy of making grandiose speeches and just shouting at, you know, getting in shouting matches. Yes. It's a very, very fun show, those years. Um, you know, and you have to watch everything before. You do. To understand you, where it ends up there. Because oh, that is, a, and gosh. there's a lots of, and he is a phenomenal actor too. Mm-hmm. I can't understand where this guy's gone afterwards because he's, he's, that show made him a huge celebrity. That's when the show really took off. So I, I tell people he's this all the time. He's been on The Queen, so The, the Crown. The, or The Crown. Oh, really? A lot as Prince Andrew, uh, right? No, or Prince, Prince not, it's not Edward. No, The Queen's. Andrew. The Queen's husband, I can't. Prince Andrew. Well, anyway, this is it's when Prince the show Andrew. really <laughs> blew up, right? Yeah. Um, and came to the United States in a big way. Yep. Um, because of the goodwill from... David Tennant's years, but that's like that built it, it up. It mainstream. They, it they like relaunched the show with yeah. a whole higher production budget beyond like big time money. Yes. And with a very Americanized bent to it. Yeah. Um, and it blew up in the United States and that was directly during his run. Mm-hmm. And that's why he is, uh, you know, uh, out of all the doctor who people, well, there's been a lot that have become very famous. Yeah. They, um, so I guess he's not a, a household name. Like, to be honest, I think Karen Gillan's been the well, I mean, most famous far, out of all. She's of them. the most famous. Yes. I mean, it's not even. Isn't that? Close. It's she's crazy. A huge movie star, but yeah. David Tennant's also a huge movie star. He is. So. Yeah. Well, which. While you're talking about him. Well, he's got to do his number two. Oh. So my number two is Matt Smith. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I knew that. I knew it. Yeah. Yeah. Matt Smith There's is. There's only one doctor. It's so close, though. To it be is honest. Very, 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 very. It is very by close. just like an eyelash. Like that flip I a put. coin. I don't, I mean. Yes, oh, absolutely. I can pick episodes in Matt Smith's run, multiple episodes, probably more episodes in Matt Smith's run that I prefer his doctor over David Tennant's doctor, right? Um, but. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Overall, I just. He's. I don't know. He has to be the second because I feel like David Tennant's doctor, uh, the 10th doctor, is is the one that really, like, burned itself into my heart. Same here. Part you know of that's I mean? nostalgia-related. Well, it, it is, but even so, like, all through the years, I, I've always said, like, after David Tennant died or, like, died or, like, transitioned, changed into Matt Smith, and I was so angry about it, and didn't want to watch anymore. It took some time for me to get used to Matt Smith. I didn't have that with David Tennant. It went from Christopher Christopher Eccleston to David Tennant so fast yeah. that it was like that's who you grew up with then, mm-hmm. right? But the the thing about Matt Smith, I mean, again, we can't can't take anything away from no. Karen Gillum, uh, no, from Amy yeah, Pond yeah. and Rory. I mean, they were a oh, yeah. huge part of what made that some of the best episodes. Yes. I completely agree. You're yeah. right. Him, him waiting through the Roman Empire for thousands of years. I know. Waiting for her. I mean, come on. Yeah. There's, there are so Spoilers. many good episodes. Yeah. And um, Matt Smith is phenomenal. I mean, we've, we've talked about him a lot. So I just, let's get on to David Tennant because I We can all do our number one. Um, David Tennant. David I, Tennant. The 10th Doctor. He is the Doctor. The one that really brought everything back. And made this show a hit. He cemented yes. the franchise by far. Yeah. I mean, and he reintroduced it. 
Absolutely. And as far as acting performances, I mean, he is by far the best, that most dude, animated. Uh, he most, can chew up some scenery. Yeah, man. most incredible actor that's played it. It blows every one other one out of the water. When when he's in the frame. In and anything acting, that he's in, first off. Anything. Right. Yeah, you're no, you're exactly right. But when he's in the frame and he's acting, everybody's looking at him. Because he's just chewing it up. He's making everything his mm-hmm. scene, right? Even when he's acting with other people that are of his caliber, it's just he's got that weight to him. I don't know how to explain it other than that. But him as a doctor, for me, there is one episode, and I've talked about it multiple times, but it's called Silence in the Library. Um and I can remember it like I can remember like every part of this episode, but it's literally the silence, you know, like there's the shadow. Wait a River Song was from David Tennant's years, not from Matt Smith. Oh, she came back. Oh, she did come back, but her main storyline was with David Tennant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, um, but she did come back in the later years. I thought that's just what you were talking about. No. So silence in the library, it's just this it's a big long story. I'm not going to go through the whole episode, but it was so touching there. It's about this young girl who's basically trapped. Um, I don't know. It's an incredible episode. I've never seen anything like it. I've never seen writing like this before. It's probably my most favorite episode of anything I've ever seen because of the, everything the doctor has to do and everything this young child is dealing with and is trapped in. Like she's literally trapped you know, kind of being, it's kind of being evil, but she doesn't know any other way to be. And, Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of trying to like protect herself. It's just an incredible, incredible episode. And it was actually a two parter. So there's two episodes to it, but, uh, so it's two hours. It's basically a movie in and of itself. Everything from that, just, there's so much weight to it. And this is what I love about the doctor is where you get these big emotional arcs, especially with David Tennant. I mean, he was the master of that. Yes. Because he was by far yeah. the most emotional doctor. Burdened. Yeah. Burdened. Yeah. To, you know, uh, hurt. Yeah. He, it, this is where the transition comes from, like, war-torn and pissed off, and I'm not dealing with this, to all of a sudden you get David Tennant, where it was like just this big weight and burden on his shoulder about all the other Time Lords being mm-hmm. dead. He has to continue on and do all these things. He loves the human race. And but just feels like die and, he yeah. needs to, yeah, protect them. But they keep dying, and he loses. But he people. literally wants. There's. I remember this episode with him, where he becomes human. Yeah, and he's just like at the end, there, he just chews up the scenery with this monologue. He's like, I don't want to go back. Like he falls in love, and yeah. he's getting gonna get married. He's like, I don't want to go back. You know what I mean? It's like this is what I want. I want to be human. And right, uh, well. I, well Incredible episode. Uh, uh, they touch on that episode the uh, the the disadvantages of living forever. Of, of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of, of immortality, where you see all your friends and family die, and he's seen it for millennia, over and, he, and over. And he's ready to oh. die. And then the whole the whole don't blink episode, blink or oh. just blink. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's widely considered the best episode of Doctor Who of all time. My gosh. Um, I, there's other ones I like more, but it is a great one. It's it's very horror themed. It um, is. It's got but, the they're the weeping angels, right? The, yes, but his acting in that—it's an incredible episode. And and the amount of mo- like the dialogue that he has in that show, just and of the, him speaking is and the stakes and the suspense with it and the it it. I've heard a lot of people say skip the first season, start with Blink. You could, you could, yeah. but I wouldn't. 
I personally wouldn't, but you could start at the beginning of David Tennant's run, like the second season. You, you could, but then you'd, you'd lose out on the whole Rose storyline. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that's and I agree. Thing. I agree. Rose but, is one of my favorite companions. She's obviously yeah. Billy English. Billy yeah. Piper, isn't it? Billy Piper. Piper. Yeah. Piper. yeah. You're thinking of Billy Eilish. Yeah. Yeah, the singer, <laughs> the teenage singer. Um, she is great and, you know, there's kind of like a a relationship. I mean, that's I mean, in a way, I think the doctors kind of they're kind of in love in with love, each other. Yeah. Um, and well, I know he in my opinion is that he was cuz at the end of that run when Rose is happens to Rose is I'm not going to put spoilers don't. out there. Don't. Yeah. yeah. I, I won't. <laughs> um, but it it makes David Tennant the doctor for me. Yeah. His, his the, I mean, the skills. end. Jerry talks about the end of that run constantly. All the time. I can't handle it. It still, it physically makes me, just as emotional as I got with Luke Skywalker coming back, and I was oh, like, man, yeah. a grown man getting emotional about a show. Well, I completely forgot about how I did that with David Tennant transitioning to a new doctor. The end of his run, I... Uh, Gosh, it does it for me. I mean, that's the best, the best of TV, um, the best of the best of shows. It's just unbelievable, and the way that you can get so attached to a character within a show when they when they're changing to different people is incredible to me that yeah. you can do that. You know, and Dave, but David Tennant had this way about him to make you absolutely love him. And what I do also love that they've never done before is that like love story between the doctor and a companion. They really don't do that after that point. No, that's the, uh, that's, that's the thing about that doctor. He's very yeah. emotional. He, he, he loves, you yeah. know, and uh, like Matt Smith doesn't really understand love. No, he doesn't. Emotion. Like that's his thing. He's like an outsider looking in. Yeah. yeah. And David Tennant's on the inside or he so desperately wants to, have these things yeah and, and i feel the same way like i love everyone i'm just a lovable guy <laughs> i mean you are a lovable. if it guy. wasn't for amy pond and rory rose would be my number two companion my number one companion she's probably my number two yeah i mean and that's a tight run right there too yeah. i mean i you could pull on the nostalgia part and say rose is the epitome of what a companion should be and then you could go back and say like several other amy companions pond and, too that were all amy great. pond and rory like paved a new way Several other companions for with, companions. Uh, the tenth Doctor, David Tennant, um, Catherine Tate, who's gone on to be a huge star. She was in the she office. She was really fun too. Oh, yeah, um, and that she was in the office, right? Yeah, yep. And oh. then also, um, what's her name? Martha. Martha Jones. Oh yeah, Martha Jones. Yeah, she was great too. I mean, they were all great. Wow, I forgot about her. She was only in one season. Yeah. Yeah, they're very good. But David Tennant, by far, obviously, between the two of us, is the number one doctor of all time. And therefore, you need to start in the beginning and watch it all. Get yep. HBO Max, start watching Doctor Who. It makes it very easy. I may have to go back and revisit that and pick up where I left you off. Need to you pick you, up you the have Matt to Smith watch Matt Smith. Era. I mean, I'll probably go back and watch it all just so to remind myself how much I love David I, Tennant. And Matt Smith was the longest running Doctor. He was. He was of the seasons? new generation. Five seasons, maybe? Five seasons. Because he, well, he was very beloved. Yeah, he was. Because Al's the one that got me turned on to it. Really? My brother. Uh, he's huge. Doctor Who. Hoovian. That's awesome. Yeah. I didn't know so that. that. He's like, you got to watch this. Sorry. So if you're going to 
shout out some of your favorite companions, who would you shout out, given what you know now? I mean, I, we've said the, the top three the by top. far. Um, I, I'm going to have to look up all their I names. I think Graham is going to be in the running in the new season. I think Graham is going to be... So I'll give you the names. of. This is the top 10, according to somebody else. They have number 10 at Clara Oswald. She was in Capaldi's run. I did like her a lot. Oh, Clara. Yeah, I liked Clara a lot, too, when she first came about. And there she, was they, some certain Didn't they things, talk about her as the Oracle? or? Yeah, there were some certain things later on. I wasn't crazy about her. and But but to begin with, was, did she played two characters within... She played two characters, yeah. A couple episodes where she was the Oracle or something like that in an episode. I can't remember. Um, and then... It ended up being her like later on, and then they tied it all together. I can't remember how it all played Very out. Very fast-talking. They call her the Gilmore Girls Companion. Um, <laughs> she was fast-talking. I did like her. I did like her a lot. I Nar- liked Martha a lot. Nardol. I don't even barely remember that, but he was a guy. He was in Capaldi's run. Um, mm. I am a fan of uh, Yasmin. Yaz Khan in the new season. I like her a lot. She's very good, yes. Uh, Bill Potts. From uh, Matt Smith's run, I don't really remember her that much. I'm trying to look it up. I don't. Or no, Capaldi's run. I'm sorry. Um, what ranking list? A are working you on? class black gay woman. I don't remember her. Bill Potts. What season did they bring them all together? Because I remember watching that episode where they had Tennant Smith. Capaldi and the first doctor with the uh, yeah they did that in Capaldi's run I don't know if they were all in there but they were all there I remember that I watched that episode I remember watching it just because Tennant was back as a doctor number five they got Graham actually at number five they have Ryan Sinclair as number six Six. Martha Joe Martha at number four they got Donna at 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 three Rose Martha was very good I liked Martha Martha a lot I, I I liked her a lot because. You were leaving, weren't you leaving Amy Pond and Rory, and then you came into Martha? Yes. And I didn't think it was, again, that was another situation where you're losing two people that were such like a mainstay in this show that I felt were going to change the show for worse, and then you end up getting Martha, and she's such a great character. Yeah. She's super strong and opinionated and like did her own thing. I liked her a lot. Just keep bringing them in here, dude. Donna Noble is number three. She was very good. She was more of a like uh, comedic, comic relief. Comic relief, yeah. Yeah. So that's really all we got for Doctor Who. We don't have a lot of time left. Do we want to do some what we're watching? I know dude does. Wait, for this list, though, they do have Rose as second and Amy and Rory as first. Yeah. And I think I would do the same. Yes, I would. But gosh, it hurts me. Can I have like a a 1 and a 1.5? Yeah, I, yeah. And sure, I, Jay. I'll be honest. I'm a, I'm really, really, really liking Graham as a companion. Oh yeah, I mean, he's absolutely. gonna be up there on my list. He'd be if I have a one and a one point five, he'd be two. But that mirror episode, he'd be three. That mirror episode when he gets to see his wife. I know, and he can't. It's it's. I've never really wants okay, to stay. It would be really easy to play it off as like being emotional or just like I want to stay here. But he plays it off in a, a weird way of just like, just like being completely lost in it. He's mm-hmm. just like staring, and he just can't handle it. That do are anything. you really there? And he's like, I, I. Saw but at you the fall. end, when he's got to leave, he's just like paralyzed. Yeah. And 
I thought that was an interesting way to play that, and that was a character decision by the actor. Absolutely, and think about that in a real-time mindset where most people aren't going to be like this big, drawn-out monologue where, like, I can't, I can't leave. I want to stay with That's you. How I most need to do this, it, right? and I want to do, you know, and I have this big dialogue speech. Most people would just be like, like, no. Like looking back and forth, like it's just I, so. No, I want to be here. Like I, the look on his face too. It's just like a level of hurt that you can just recognize. You know it, that I didn't feel you got from the original episode where she ends. No, up absolutely. They just brushed it off. It was brushed off, and I didn't like that. And I was like, "What the heck? This dude's wife just dies. This guy's mom." Is dead. This is your stepdad. He's white. You're black. Like, obviously, he's not your dad. You know, that's what I'm like. And nobody has like an emotional breakdown over this. Grandma, not mom. Grandma. <laughs> or grandma. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just thought it was ridiculous that nobody really had any sort of emotional breakdown over this and they didn't play it up as that. It was just like she fell off a crane. But not talk a big deal. about, man, that episode was so crazy. Oh, it was really crazy. And now you got me wa- really wanting to go back. It's set and watch in it. Norway, okay? Yeah. And they come across this house that's all boarded up. And I won't spoil anything, but they come across this house that's completely boarded up. And, you know, they, they finally get inside and they find this little girl there this, who's a blind girl. And the actress, actress is actually blind. Oh, yeah. She's, um, and she's Norwegian or whatever. And she's mm-hmm. like, there's this monster out in the woods. You can hear it, you know? And she's like, we got to lock down. This monster's coming. You can hear it. And so they all, whatever, they get locked down. Well, later in the episode, the girl is really good. Mm-hmm. And later in the episode, they find this mirror in the house. And they find out that it's a portal. And they can walk through it. And it takes them into the doctor does. basically like a hellscape. Graham finds it, actually. It, well, oh, yeah, he does. And then the doctor, like, sticks her face and everything in it and realizes what it is. But it's a point between it's like purgatory almost it's It's like like, uh when the fabric of time and space tears it creates this like nether zone yeah which is basically like hell yes world between worlds yeah yeah Yeah. i think they say that and so this girl her dad has gone and she thinks he's Mm. been killed by this monster and so she's just at home alone the blind girl's just in home alone by herself the whole house is boarded up and she thinks she just has to stay in there to be safe from the monster outside. So they go through this portal, and I mean, I, I'm not going to give away too much. Basically, they emerge coming out of the other side of the world between worlds, out the portal onto the other side. And it's something completely different over there that is, I mean, incredible yeah. writing-wise, um, really. Yes. The other side, I, I can say it because I don't think it's a huge spoiler. No, I mean, we might, you might as well yeah, just say right. the whole thing. Yeah. You know, what's the, the difference? The, okay, fine. The other side of this portal, they walk out, it's the same house, not boarded up, everything's chipper, and this, da- and this girl's dad is there. And they're like, what? what are you doing here? And then his dead wife walks into the room. He's like, I found this mirror, and I can go through here. I'm coming through the other side, and my wife's alive over here. I can, so I he's can just been leaving and telling his daughter that he's going to work and he's been going over there and spending time with his dead wife in this other alternate universe. And what's keeping her in the house is a set of speakers 
that he put out in the woods. He put these speakers out in the woods to make these growling, like, animal monster noises. Oh, I got to watch this episode. To make that's her, a huge that, spoiler. That, you shouldn't have said that. But that what's the difference? Well, I mean, by is, the time you get to it. You think that's good enough. And then you find out that what is on the other side is basically an entire universe, but the universe itself is a sentient species. Yeah. That existed before the formation of our universe. And so it gets deep, man. And, and so this sentient universe that lives over there wants so badly to be part of our universe because it wants to have companionship. It's yeah. alone. And so it creates this whole false reality by these people that are not, they're dead. I mean, they're not, yeah. they're not real. The, the guy's wife is not real. Right. But it's creating that because it's trying to lure human beings over to their universe just so it can have somebody live within its universe because it's a sentient being. That, wow. And it gets even crazier after that. I got to watch this season. Sounds it felt good. very much like Doom Patrol. That episode. Ooh, that episode did. I was going to say, like, the whole thing doesn't, but uh, that episode does. So that was some spoilers. Um, there's a lot of other great episodes going on. We have very little time left. Do you want to do some what we're watching? Um, yeah, we could do, let's see. Yeah, we could do a couple. Or do, do you want to do you, anything? Do you have anything to yeah, what you're watching? Uh, yeah, uh, I finished The Mandalorian, as you guys did. I haven't been on since, but uh, yeah. I did get emotional when Luke Skywalker reappeared. Uh, very, as, soon as, as soon as I saw the X-Wing... I hoped, and then when I saw the black cloak figure, I'm like, it's got to be him. I, then, it, it didn't dawn on me until all of a sudden I saw the lightsaber come out, and then in the hand that the lightsaber came out, he had a black glove on, yeah. and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> see, I, I figured it as soon as the X-Wing pulled As soon as the X-Wing, well, I, knew, I didn't. I, I'm like, it's, it's well, you guys are smarter than me. Okay. Well, we know, Jerry. I said it. <laughs> Fine. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. I uh, finished Last Kingdom. Oh, you watched oh, all Last Kingdom? Oh, great. Uttred, son of Uttred? Yes. Uttred, son of Uttred. Or Uttred the Dane Killer. Yeah, we yeah. got a... Or Uttred of his little pissant town, or whatever <laughs> that was. Yeah, really good. Show. One That'd more really season good. coming up. Last yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait for it. Looking forward to that. Uh, what else? Uh, so my catch-up, when, when, like, so my two main shows are now WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Which is amazing if you guys haven't. We have watched it. I don't know. Do you want to get into it or not? We don't have enough time. No, we don't have enough time. We'll, we're going to talk about it the next episode. Because yeah. it's. Because I've only seen the three episodes that are out. So yeah. Obviously, we all have. Yeah. Um, I talked, I mentioned it briefly last weekend, but we decided not to get too much in depth. I don't think we have a lot no, of time. No, because I wanted to talk about it. Like and more we want to let it play out a little more because, yeah. in my opinion, the show hasn't really started yet. It hasn't. I would agree because it's kind of like the Brady Bunch. If it, it, but yeah. set in a Marvel universe, and that's what makes it. I just want really to talk intriguing. about. I mean, it, it keeps me sucked in. It's like when you start to realize in this in the third episode, there. You got to come on yeah. the next episode. I'll come on next um, week, whatever it is. Because I will be at uh, Hogwarts next week. So yeah, oh, that's a whole lot. Um, you, you suck. The next time we record, we got to talk about Wanda Vision in depth. I think just because. There's so many things to touch on. There's I think a, a lot of Easter eggs. There is oh, a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of things. There's a lot of speculation. There is so much behind this show that people are speculating about. So I think about it was that's there. what makes it so awesome to watch is because you got no clue what's but going on. I you think ha- it was Nolan that pointed out. He's like, I, I wasn't enjoying it. 
until I went back and watched a video on YouTube and he, right. and he saw all the Easter eggs and started diving into the Easter eggs. And he's like, these people are genius. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And this is setting up, you have to understand, this is this show is setting up all of Phase 4 for Marvel. Yes. That includes movies, TV shows, everything. So but, it plays a lot bigger role than I think everyone thinks. And so that's my what I immediate impression... Um, because a lot of people have been coming to me because they know that I would be into it, so mm-hmm. they want to talk about it. A lot of pe- first of all, a lot of people are watching this show. Basically, mm-hmm. a lot of people that I know have been coming and asking me questions about it. And the consensus that I'm getting from most people is not good. Most people are not happy with the show at sure. this point. Well, now I'm not talking about hardcore fans. It's different. I'm talking about your average person. They want it's so different. And they want Endgame. Problem with that. They they want Captain America. They want Iron Man. And it's not that show. It's no. I, this is for. But we don't have much time. Uh-huh. We're going to talk about that. Okay. Next. Well, next episode. Yeah. My one thing I would say is, give it yeah. time, time because it's going somewhere. Absolutely. My immediate impression is that mm-hmm. I think it's incredible that they would take this kind of a risk. And mm-hmm. and uh, so, so my opinion is enjoy the show for what it is. Just enjoy the show for what it is. Enjoy. Yeah. It's a it's a throw back to the Brady Bunch and the original sitcoms. Enjoy it. Have fun with it. The biggest thing right now is that you've got so many other people in the world that read into things that so you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. Like just Just, wait for other people to read into it and let them tell you it because just take it for what it is. Absorb what you can. Which for what it's worth, even on the surface level, I find it pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. It is. That's my opinion. But Uh, The Expanse season five. I haven't got into it yet. Neither See, have I. It's you got to like sci-fi, and it's. I true. love sci-fi. I, I want to watch it. It's. On I my started list. season one. I have about. I think I've got three to four, maybe even five uh, episodes it, into season one. It's I mean, starting to get good. This this show is literally right up my alley of something I would love. I just haven't watched it yet. The reason I like yeah. it so much is it's it's really to the point where it could happen. It's it's set in the not too distant future. Oh, it's gonna. Well, it has to do with the Epstein Drive and all that. Great no, I, I understand it, yeah. but they're living on a ship in a different mm-hmm. part of the galaxy. I think no, it's in this galaxy. It has to do with Earth, Mars, and the outer rim, which is the belt, which is the yeah. asteroid belt. No, I know it's in this galaxy, mm-hmm. but a different part of it. It's like away from Earth, isn't it? No, it's in this galaxy. It's it, yes, within the galaxy, just like further away, like up by a different planet, right? Yeah, just so you have Earth, you have Mars, and you have the outer ring, which is the asteroid belt that surrounds our solar system. So it's in, you're right. You're in this galaxy. I was thinking solar system. I apologize. You're right. So it has to do with our solar system and, and then a different warring factions. And then they find a way to leave our solar system. Okay. I just really cool. Had gathered, like I just watched them like when they were on the ship, you know, like in the first three to four episodes. Yeah. And I thought it was really interesting, but Elon Musk is making that shit happen yeah. real fast. Yeah, and then of course billions. You gotta watch billions. I haven't seen that. I've never either. seen. What's what is that? It's what I've talked about it before. You, he's yeah. talked about it. Before. I don't remember it. It's though. about New York stock exchangers, you know. And it's <laughs> you want to talk about, about the them stocks buying GameStop, just, stocks, just, yeah. it's, Reddit. It's games, exactly what that is. Our Wall Street bets. <laughs> yeah, better shut and, it down. And, and and that's what they talk about. And this guy <laughs> named Billy um, Bobby Axelrod. That's exactly what he says. He goes. Because he was betting on horses when he got in the stock trade. And he goes, 
you got to be able to see the angles, and that's all he does. He has a team of analysts and becomes a millionaire during 9-11. He, but you can't shut down my hedge fund. <laughs> that's I don't know. I lost a lot of money today. So <laughs> yeah. Well, that's your fault. Yeah. That was just poor planning. I'm calling it gambling. So that, I just is, be clear. that is I exactly be clear. what it was. I decided to gamble some money on this whole ridiculousness. You not on GameStop. But no, but it's coming. No, I'm not going to dump. I'm going to hold just like the no, Wall you Street hold. guys. So I know a guy hold. that's close it's to us go up. that bought at $4 and dumped it last night at the high. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, they're because it's going to do 1000 It It's going to go up. I mean, there are people that are going to make this go up. Go Do, to that Reddit thread. Thread. I need to. Nobody is going to dump it. They're just buying. No, more nobody's and more dumping and more. it. And, Why? and the hedge fund, the hedge fund people that have been short squeezed are also having to buy more because of this. They just keep buying more. The only reason it stalled out today is because of Robinhood, the app. Shut down completely trading. Completely shut down trading. And they've, they've already they're already being investigated and they've already got three lawsuits. It's today. not legal. It's not legal to do. You cannot just take away people's ability to trade or buy a stock. If it's a private app, then my opinion is yeah. They no, can do it it's, they want. it's illegal. It's illegal to do. They cannot do it. There's a great video if you like uh Dave Portnoy or oh, Barstool he's Sports. Been, he was going Sports. nuts today. Watch the video of him talking about it. it Dave Portnoy's in involved with it. Uh David Dobrek, the Elon YouTuber, Musk. Elon Musk, AOC. Yeah. She, like who would have thought that she would be involved with this but she has also said like i completely think this is illegal and they should not be doing that ted cruz agreed with her and it's a big deal it's why do you know what happened today apparently not okay so here's what happened so we all know about the short squeeze that was going on whatever um so on the message boards and everything they're saying like okay well this is the week Mm -hmm. like this is the turning point the shorts are are in here now Tuesday, they one of the big shorts um, said they dropped their positions out. Whatever, everybody's saying hold or buy, hold buy, hold buy. They're doing that. Um, today was supposed to be like a big turning point day where they yeah. were going to turn the corner. What happened is, and everybody first, knew that at the and everybody knew that and everybody was planning that at the beginning of trading. Robinhood and several other stockbrokers came out and said we're suspending all trading of these particular stocks. AMC. Movies because that's the other one that's yeah. going AMC, GameStop, Nokia. Nokia, and BlackBerry. We're suspending all trading. They just completely dropped them. They couldn't only buying. The, so, they didn't suspend yeah. selling. And then so people that had bought into this at, after a certain point, they all of a sudden just refunded them their money and said, "No, you can't have that stock now. Like as of a certain time, you just you can't have that stock, even though markets open, bell rang." Like it's open trading, and no, they were not allowing you to trade or buy. Man, I gotta think about this one. It's it's, it's not, not right. right. Well, I that I agree with, but is it legal? Because if they're a private hedge fund, of course company, they came out and said, "We're just trying to protect people." Uh, yeah, well, that's bullshit. They're trying because, to protect their fucking assets. Yeah, because I mean, the reality is, a lot of normal people that can't afford to lose money mm-hmm. are going to lose a lot of money. This isn't going to last forever. The no hammer will drop. There, there will be the people that screw up. The stock will go back to ten dollars. Yeah, and everybody's going to lose a lot of. But money. But as of right now, there are people that have a lot of money that are losing a lot of money because of it, to the tune of it I flipped. believe ten billion dollars oh, yeah, over yeah, the last yeah. three weeks. Absolutely, and the big argument here is that so all of these. 
people that have millions and millions of dollars can dictate what the stock market does on a day in and day out basis just because they can. Yes. But when the normal person comes in and says, no, 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 no. we're going to we're going to dictate what the market does. And then all of a sudden they lose the, the people that have all the money start losing their money. Then it's a problem. Mm-hmm. Right. And any normal day, anybody that's like a hedge fund fund manager or like person that has a lot of money says, why don't you just invest your money? Like all you need to do is start investing your money properly. Well, when a group of people start doing that and they dictate the market, they're like, wait, 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 don't do what we do. Yeah. I mean, their their argument is there's collusion happening because of the message boards, right? So Sure. It's technically insider trading. That's what I was going to say. But it's, it's not because it's, it's not, not an insider open trading. forum. I mean, it's, it's not in the insider public. trading when you watch the market and they say, hey, watch this fund because so, they think it's going up. But it could be collusion. It's collu- it's, so what's the difference between collusion legal. and... It's a gray area. Because So what's the difference of me and you and Jared down on the stock board floor and we all say, okay, we're going to buy the stock when it hits X amount of dollars. There's nothing illegal about it. And there's nothing illegal about... No. I believe there's nothing illegal about it openly on a message board with a bunch of people deciding that you want to buy a certain stock. I could go on a message board right now and say, hey, because of trends and because of what I've seen other millionaire people start buying in the last week, I think people should buy this stock. I did. I bought this amount of stock. And if it went up 15% or something in the next two days, that's fine. So Anybody can do that. And if you bought into it and made it go up that high... Great, like that. That's completely fine. There are so many people that pay attention to certain uh, forums or certain like uh, websites that yeah. show. Yeah, I'm a member of the Motley the mil- Fool. What the millionaire? Motley Fool is a paid service where they give you stock yes. tips. A, yeah. You know, yes. it's a great service, by the way. I recommend it very highly. There are many, many, many of Motley them. Motley Fool. I've heard of that. It's, it's ninety nine dollars a year for their stock advisor service. But but they show you what like the big top investors are going after, right? Yeah. And you can see what they're going after. That's free, and he's buying that. All right, well, I'm going to buy that. If I posted it on Reddit and told them, hey, I'm buying this because I just noticed that this guy was or this investment company was, and I think it's going to go up, and they think it's going to go up, you should invest in it too. That's not collusion. So uh, a lot of the argument too, and this is what's interesting if you actually follow the forum, which I I started doing several days ago, um, a lot of the people that are investing money in they have no intention of pulling it out. They are happy to ride it to zero because, which, okay, which, but because I don't know if you know this or not, but when this started, this started because um, people liked GameStop, the business. Yeah. They had a, they had a modicum of a good report for earnings and then also a new CEO. People were kind of fired up about it, but it was going downhill. It started trending up. But it was going downhill for a reason, Jerry. It was going downhill because head funds had shorted 200% of the stock. They had shorted more stock than exists. They had it shorted at 200% or somewhere there's about. I, I don't even know how that's possible. I don't yeah, know how that works. That doesn't, you, but all that means is that they were forcing the business into bankruptcy. To, when, um, you short more, when, you, when you're short more than the actual amount of stock that exists, right, then you, cannot, you are forcing... The business to bankruptcy, and then the Reddit users said, "No, fuck you. We aren't going to let that happen." The only way that works is if nobody buys the stock, right? But if everybody starts buying the stock, they're up upside down in their shorts. Absolutely. 
Which is and what then they I'm not against short selling. So that makes that's, sense. That's a big difference here. A lot of these people are like, "Fuck short selling, short, short sellers. It should be illegal." No, I don't. Absolutely think Absolutely not true. It's no, a, that's it's a part a, of the game. It's a it is a part of the game, and it's an, an actual legitimate form. I mean, the market exists because to of put that. a price on things, so and short selling is part of that part process. of that process. Yeah, but when you have shorts that are converging from giant equity funds, that's what I would call collusion. It, Collusion it would be them coming together and saying, "Like, look at this. This stock's never going to come back. Let's short sell it until it's until gone. Until it literally can't exist anymore yes, until and make it, all of the money. Exactly. Until it's gone, and then we don't have to think about it anymore, and we can go and do our own thing over here. That's They're colluding to do that. And then when people caught on to it, they decided fuck you, let's bring it back up. And then when that stock starts coming back up, it forces the people that short sell to buy more stock in order to get that back. And it then, in turn, forces it up even more. And it, yeah, that I think a is lot what of it pretty is. much a bunch of young billionaires got together who have money. No, 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 no. Like teenagers. And teenagers. And teenagers who, who are pissed $100 off. $100 at a time. Who are pissed off at these corporations for screwing up GameStop where the majority of kids get their games. I think that it started that way, and then it, and it evolved just, into a movement. Eat the rich, yeah. <laughs> Which Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not big on that movement, but it, it evolved into a more political thing. It but evolved it did into start with ridiculous. But why are these assholes trying to crush this business? Yeah, but you and know what? It, that's it's just, the same thing with AMC. This mm-hmm. opened up like a Pandora's box of opportunity, oh, and, and, it, and it has proven to people and shown people, and this is where everyone's really worried is that it has shown the general public what you can do with the stock market at any point in time, whenever yeah. you want that people didn't realize was possible that and Where people are being taught and informed and they're learning about what can happen on the stock market every single day because of social media and because of what is going on. And it, it, this is going to change trading forever. Oh, this will, it, it's already yeah. been changed. Not from this, from this last year, all right? It, there's a phenomenon that started the second they made everybody stay home. Yep. And it was called retail investing. or, or um, Sure, people started looking people into that. People started, it, it really, honestly, it started with Robinhood. It started with $0 trades. Yeah. Which now is E-Trade, and they're all $0 trades because they had to. Yeah. And it started with, and it also part, partly started with cryptocurrency. With regular people, you know, realizing that this, this is, is going to force more, do. this is going to force more people into cryptocurrency because absolutely. of absolutely. Do you understand that only eight percent of the stock market is um, is the bottom ninety five percent of the population only accounts for eight percent of the investment in all the total stock market? It doesn't honestly. That doesn't the top five percent is the rest. So okay, that's it, that's pretty scary. But it's not. I mean, think about the purchasing power that exists out there. So everybody says oh, yeah. they go, "Oh, Tesla's way overvalued." You go, but when you take three hundred, you know, how many people are in the United States? Three hundred oh, like million. Three hundred million. Three, yeah. Three hundred fifty million. Yeah. You take three hundred fifty million people that, or three hundred and forty million people that weren't participating, and they all put a thousand dollars in the game. And it it's a the, different game. It changed yeah. the entire market. It, and all of a sudden you go, it doesn't matter that Tesla's not worth what they think it's worth. You can make a difference. Everybody puts their money in it. It's, that's, it's it. It'll it continue it to go up absolutely. forever yeah, if everybody much. keeps doing that. I don't, 
at, at some point, the hammer is always going to drop because there's a division. There's so many options, right? Yeah. So there's a division of it. But hmm. if you take that 8% investment in the stock market from 95% of the population and bring that up to 25%, you know what kind of a difference that is? It's huge. So if people are pissed at the world because corporations run the country or whatever you want to call it, and you want to make a difference, this is your way to make a difference. You get on these social media pages and you say, hey, how can we fix this problem? And you go in and they say, you need to buy this stock. You need to, to get this corporation to go into bankruptcy to be, so they're not influencing the government anymore. Yeah. I mean, I personally, it's, it's a thought. I, I would I, not recommend anybody oh, no. to put any money into these stocks. They're no, not no, no, good no. stocks. Yeah. These are if, not you, solvent If you want to talk about volatile, <laughs> this is volatile. Like You don't want to be a part of it as of right now. If you had $100 to put in to it, one of these stocks... If you make, you need to be a hundred percent comfortable with crumpling up a hundred dollar bill and throwing it out the window of your vehicle right now and never thinking about so it again. Had you bought some some shares of GameStop prior to any of this happening, and then all of a sudden woke up the next day and looked and it was up three hundred percent, you won. Yeah, and you can sell that off, and that's fine. Or you but can as hold it right, forever. Whatever you want to do with it, that's fine. Make sure you have no attachment to that money or don't need it for anything. But I'm saying, like, if you just happen to be like, you know what, I want to buy some GameStop because I want GameStop to keep going. Like, I need to get it. I want to get into it, and hopefully it can build up the company. And you you bought, like, 10 shares for $4, whatever it was. And then all of a sudden it boomed the next day. You won. Like, yeah. you're the guy who won. Let me be clear. There's no future for GameStop. No, no, there is not. There is no world in which Why they have a future. Exists. Why it's would cool. you buy a disc ever when you, you just download it? Everybody downloads their games now. Now, I, I mean, have you been at GameStop lately? They sell merchandise, and nope. they sell some cool merchandise. Actually, I enjoy I going been in there in years. But you know, you go in there, and it's twenty percent more than Amazon. I tell you what, I've seen a lot of funny memes about people buying stock in GameStop, and then when they go to sell it in, it's like a GameStop employee, and they're like. Listen, oh, I give you two dollars. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> trading this in, and yeah, the best I can do is about, you know, two fifty, two dollars fifty cents, something like that. I had they're no, like, and they're like, wait, I bought, I bought three hundred dollars worth of shares. <laughs> like, yeah, trade in value. <laughs> so that's why I had no interest in GameStop. What I did have interest in when this got going was AMC, which I think is a legit company. And I understand that streaming is the future. The death. And I don't think, I think right now... There's going to be one overarching movie. It's going to be AMC. It's going to be them. And B, the experience of of going to the movies is not going to go away. And I love it. Eventually... I agree. We're going to have vaccines, and this COVID shit's going to be over, and movie theaters are going to be as big as they ever have been. Yeah, in my opinion. You know what else? Is so I have no qualms about buying AMC stock for eight dollars. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I I agree. If it rides out, if, I, I, I mean, just you're gonna I, have to play the long. I don't game know what that. my downside risk is. You're just gonna have to play the long game. You know, like you have to play literally a long game. You're gonna have to ride this wave out. I'm not a day trader. I buy companies that I think have potential. I buy companies that I believe in. First off. And then I buy companies, you know, that I think are undervalued. And then I don't plan on selling them yeah. until I retire. So 
Well, this conversation has AMC? brought us into a point where I don't think we could talk about any more of what we're watching. No. <laughs> I and have, we're over time anyway. So I have two more shows. That, well, like, yeah, two more shows to talk about what we're watching, but we'll have to get into that next episode. Great content for next episode. Yep. I can talk all about Men in Black because I watched that. Which one? Here the original. Oh, the original? Yeah. Well, there's a Men in Black ride at Universal, and Cash was asking yeah. me, he's like, what's Men in Black? Galaxy like, Defenders. We gotta watch it. We gotta watch it. Great, great movie. It was just as good as I remembered. It is a very good movie. You get the noisy it. cricket. <laughs> so. All right. So for Snarf Talk. Oh, remember, guys, if you're watching this, like, share. share. Please Just share. share the crap out of it. That's share all you got to do. Click the share button. You don't have to put a description or nothing. No, just put it. Just hit share. Just hit share. And every and time somebody off. shares it, it ups the views by like 500. It's insane. It's a lot. Just yes. Annoy your friends on Facebook and just. Dumb. <laughs> I'm sorry. If your friends are annoyed by a wonderful local podcast. Hey, I yeah. share you guys. You have every, the wrong friends. I share you guys every yeah, week. Because they're going to love it. Um, so share uh, patreon.com slash narf comics. Check it, check it out. Um, also, if you're listening on the podcast form. Please like and leave a review on whatever app you're using for Snarf Talk this week. I've been Chris. I'm Dude. I am Jerry. See ya. Bye. Bye.